Hello and welcome to another episode of Real Bad, the podcast where we talk about real bad movies and why they want to hurt us. And today we are rounding out our epic trilogy about the not as epic trilogy <laughs> of Star Wars films uh, from the late 90s, early 2000s, the prequel trilogy that we all love to hate on because they're bad. But... <laughs> I think Tobin said stupid. Stupid. Yes. S-T-O-O-P-I-D. Well, he said that specifically about episode two. Yeah. 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 But, yeah. Yeah, and it is. And I, I, think I, put, I think I put that in the description for, for our podcast. Talking about this stupid movie. Stupid movie. Um, real quick introductions. This has been my team for this whole discussion, and, and I've had a grand time. First, Tobin Addington. Hi, thanks for doing this. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. <laughs> Caitlin Hoffmeister, thank you as well. Yeah, thank you. This has been great. And Matthew. Matthew. Matteo. <laughs> You're welcome. Gatos. <laughs> I stumbled. I'm sorry. Yeah. Matthew Gatos. One of those names is me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for doing this as well. Happy to. It's weird because like I I enjoy bad movies um, and I, I didn't enjoy the prequels, hmm. f- even though they, they're, they're bad and they're laughable things. I think a lot of people enjoy laughing at them. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, I guess it's just because my love of Star Wars um, and my my exasperation with how much money was spent. Oh on yeah. This. Like I feel like a bad B movie with a hundred thousand dollar budget. I'm like, you know what? You tried. Yeah. Good for you. You right. didn't you know like we know they didn't have all the pieces to make right. a great yeah. movie necessarily, yeah. but like there's no reason George Lucas should not be able to make right. a good movie. Right. Yeah. Nicole Sweeney, who's on this podcast occasionally, is after I think Troll, which was our first episode, she was like, I, I don't make me watch B movies anymore. And I think that's her feeling about them is like, I'm not enjoying this. Mm-hmm. I'm just sad. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> and like upset. awkward. It's awkward to watch. Yeah. It's like watching someone fall down. Yeah. Like, but I, yeah. I enjoy it for not really for laughing at it even. Like I I think our conversation about Manos was one where it's like, yeah, this is bad, but it was made by a person who's not a filmmaker, doesn't mm-hmm. know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Right. And yet it is still this very bizarre portrait mm-hmm. of, you know, 1960s masculinity. And that's a fascinating conversation to have about this little movie. Oh, yeah. Our conversation was a thousand percent more fascinating than the movie. <laughs> <laughs> By the end of it, I was like, all of these ideas are great. I don't see what you guys are seeing. <laughs> Which is fair. Yeah. But... We're not talking about Manos. Today Thank we are talking goodness. about episode three, Star Wars episode three, Revenge of the Sith, which has the distinction, mm-hmm. I think the popular mm-hmm. distinction of being the best one. And I would- Of the prequels. Of the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, careful now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's not go crazy. Uh, and I'd be interested to test that with everybody today. So we will see. But first, before we do that, mm-hmm. I keep forgetting and leaving my- phone down here. Before we do that, we need to actually get a 60-second plot dump, and it is Matt's turn. All right, You can I, do it, Matt. I believe yeah, in you. I feel like I am like luckier than anyone who's ever done one of these 60-second plot dumps because I knew <laughs> you know this was coming. coming. Yeah. Yeah. And so during the movie, I was able to like take notes of the big plot points. Nice. And it still ended up being so much. It's a long movie. So many things happen in this yeah. movie that are important that, yeah, we'll see how important. this goes. <laughs> important to the story, not important in our assessment. There's a lot of stories going on. There's a lot of story <laughs> yes. happening. There's a lot of yes. scenes. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of scenes in this movie. Okay. Oh, yeah, you'll see. Some of these are dumbed down to like one like little phrase of like, that happens. That's fine. All okay, right. are you ready? I think so. All right, Star Wars, Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith in 3, 2, 1. 
Right? Anakin fights and beheads Count Dooku. Then we find out Anakin and Padme are still hiding their marriage, and Padme tells Anakin that she's pregnant. Anakin has nightmares about Padme dying during childbirth. Anakin and Palpatine get all buddy-buddy and go to a weird bubble theater, where Palpatine tells Anakin <laughs> how super cool the Sith are. Yoda goes to Kashyyyk to help the Wookiees and clones fight the droid armies, while Obi-Wan goes to Utapau to fight some clones to, and General Grievous. Palpatine reveals to Anakin that he's a Sith Lord, and then Anakin tells Mace Windu that. A few Jedi go to confront Palpatine, and he ends up killing all of them, including Mace Windu, who Anakin helps him finish off. Anakin vows his allegiance to Palpatine as he uh, longs to save Padme. And that he, uh, now wrinkly Pad, uh, Palpatine <laughs> renames Anakin as Darth Vader and tells him that all Jedi must be killed. Palpatine initiates Order 66, which flips all the clone soldiers over to the bad side, and they start killing all of the Jedi, and only Yoda and Obi-Wan escape. Anakin goes to murder a bunch of kids, and then murders a bunch of non-kids, and then Yoda tells Obi-Wan to go kill Anakin, which he does, and he goes and slices him up, and then he gets turned into Darth Vader, and then Padme gives birth, and the kids get taken to different planets. Oh, boom! <laughs> wow. Well Good done. Job. Bravo. Hey, stop. <laughs> it's BB-8. Yeah. It's the Wrong movie, BB-8. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, that was great. I, I think, think I got you, it all. I think you yeah. encapsulated it for the most part. Yeah. yeah. Now, like, listen back to that at half speed, and yep. you will understand what I said. <laughs> yeah. There were some, like, really, like, poetic tongue twisters in there, actually. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. not intentional. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I think the mixture of Palpatine and Padme yes. oh, yeah. were tripping me up. And then Obi-Wan goes to... Udapau. Udapau. Yeah. Obi-Wan yeah. goes to Udapau. It's, like, really It's my favorite spin. That's the spin-off movie yeah. <laughs> like a holiday vacation yes. Obi-Wan goes to Utapau <laughs> it did look like a nice place yeah we got to yeah, see like one gorgeous. hole of it yeah. yeah but you know it's had to little caves and water yeah. yeah flying into it we saw some vegetation yeah, yeah. yeah. so that's that's the, that's the plot so that's the plot of Star Wars episode 3 Revenge of the Sith and I ask you my three friends <laughs> is it the best one of this trilogy Caitlin you look like you're ready to go yeah it is far and away the best one, but I don't know if it's because talking about the first two with you guys made me more excited. And like, I was like, oh, I'm having fun with this now instead of just like slogging through. <laughs> and so I think, I think I definitely thought it was the best one, but I don't know. I think it's like exaggerated because it's more fun to talk about it with you guys than to watch it. So, <laughs> no, that, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Tobin. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I dislike it more than the first movie. Okay. But I think it's probably a better movie. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to break that down or is it a longer conversation? Well, uh, as we go along, I think. Yeah. It made me more angry than the first one did. I can can see. Oh, yeah. I can see that. (laughs) I I can see that. So my experience of watching it was not as – it was a a more difficult sit than the first one. Gotcha. Interesting. Matt? Uh, For me, it – went along a lot faster and smoother while watching it like I felt like this was more of a cohesive movie and so I enjoyed watching it more than I enjoyed either the first two I think there are definitely things to be angry about mm-hmm. throughout it <laughs> um, and there are definitely definitely things that still make it a bad movie but yeah I enjoyed it the most of any of these three viewing experiences yeah this is my, my point here is that it's I'm not saying it's a good movie <laughs> yeah but <laughs> Let's I be clear. I found it to be a much more entertaining <laughs> film <laughs> an entertaining movie I would say yeah. uh, than the other two <laughs> uh, there were sequences in here where I was legitimately entertained I was legitimately like the Darth Maul fight <laughs> like I was legitimately enjoying elements of it um, the the Obi-Wan and Grievous fight I actually was enjoying I was having a good time as I was watching it there's but still stuff in there that's terrible that death it made me feel bad for the bad guy 
Obi-Wan <laughs> Obi like rips apart his rib cage and shoots him in his human heart and he burst into flame and slowly burns in front of us. And I felt very bad for General Grievous. Well, this is a storytelling problem. Yeah. Because who the fuck is General Grievous? <laughs> yeah. Yes, thank you. But yeah. you cared about him more than anybody else. Yeah, well, because yeah. his death is so dramatic. Well, that that's it, like, all we know about him. Yeah. yeah. Like, he doesn't, he's introduced in this film, he's introduced in the title crawl mm -hmm. as though it feels like it's supposed to be someone we know. Right, and the only yeah. the only appearance of General Grievous before this was in the Clone Wars cartoon, not that like the 3D animated, but like the 2D animated early ones they did. Was that before this movie yeah. though? He the, he's one of like the three okay. Star Wars characters that had premiered in a cartoon before he premiered in a movie. It's like him, Boba Fett, and uh, Forrest Whitaker's character. Um, oh right, yeah, from Rogue One. But yeah, he so General that Grievous, wonderful Forrest Whitaker character who we all love and remember. His name <laughs> is something. Uh, <laughs> steampunk Darth Vader. Yes. Yeah. Um, but his uh, yeah. So General Grievous was known to some percentage of viewers of this movie when they went and saw it, but okay. to most of us, he was brand new. He shows up in like the early scene and then escapes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then we're introduced to him later as if he's this huge threat, and we don't really know where he falls in, he's just yeah. helping the bad guys. And that's mm -hmm. part of my resentment of this movie or the number of times that we are, that things are meant to resonate with us because either we have watched this Clone Wars in between and carry some of that knowledge with us or we are we are going through the Stations of the Cross to get to um, A New Hope. Mm -hmm. and, and Grievous is such a good example of that. And, and I think, you know, the, the I think we're meant, he's meant to be... Um, um, Palpatine's first attempt at vadering somebody, at mm -hmm. taking a living human person and sort of turning them into a robot or something. Mm -hmm. That's again There's only a from lot this less movie. Of him left apparently. Yeah, yeah, but 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 even that, and 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 then if you connect it to the beginning of the movie, when as in the your wonderful um, plot summary, you talked <laughs> about um, uh, in the opening bit when Anakin kills Count Dooku, it's meant to be this thing of. Don't kill him because it's against the Jedi code, and then oh, the Jedi kill people through the horse of the movie, yeah. and well, including I, Grievous. Like, yeah, I feel weird about this. Was like the first time I think watching these prequels or any of the Star Wars movies that I started to feel bad for the droids mm -hmm. because throughout any of these movies, like C three PO and R two D two are these very like like empathetic characters that we don't want to yeah. see hurt. Right. right. When anything bad happens to them, we feel bad. We're supposed to. Right, so, right. They make us feel that way. So, like, the way both Anakin and Obi-Wan, especially in that opening thing, just tear through all of these droids, right. some more, like, humanoid than others, and just mm -hmm. slice them in half with no regard and don't, like, hesitate at all, like, started to make me feel really strange that I'm like, okay, so these are the good guys, mm -hmm. but if those droids are, like, C-3PO, right. like... You can sit down and have a conversation with them. They have personalities. Mm -hmm. They're not just like pro, like I mean, they are programmed killing droids, but like there's still some right. personality there. And well, they even in that sequence, yeah, like, and they, even in that sequence yeah. where R two is going crazy, they're like, "Hey, what's that?" Yeah, oh, I don't know. Get back to work. <laughs> they they yeah. go to extreme lengths, like more so than even before, to show us the personalities right, of these right. droids. Where the two battle droids are like casually having conversation about this like empty ship and they're like like you said like oh what's that and they go check out R2-D2 and then he burns them to death <laughs> yeah. in like his weird oil jet mixture yeah. and I felt bad for them too yeah yeah. this and, goes back to the inconsistencies in the yeah. storytelling yeah. Yeah. like Tobin said like you're supposed to root for these guys because they're Jedi and because we've watched other movies where Jedis right. are good guys right. but in this movie I feel 
a cup a little bit of connection to Padme when she's like, "How do we know we're on the right side?" It's like, I don't know that yeah. we are. Right, and it doesn't feel like a purposeful choice. Right. right. To put us in that position. Yeah, yeah. To put us in that right. mindset of like, yeah. ooh, either side is both, they're both flawed. <laughs> yeah, I think we're supposed to wholeheartedly side with the Jedi. Right, we're supposed to yeah. feel for Obi-Wan at the end of this film. Right. Yeah. When and you're looking the, at him and, and going, go ahead. And Padme's questioning of, are we on the right side, is more about the Republic than the Jedi. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's still confused. Yeah. It's confused. Yeah, yeah it's so, ideologically confused. This yeah. movie is in all, yeah. in all, at all levels. And that yeah. starts in the opening crawl, which is a point I wanted to point out is that it starts off with war! Exclamation point. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the Republic is crumbling under attacks by the ruthless Sith Lord Count Dooku. There are heroes on both sides. Evil is everywhere. That's like just... that's You, you can't have both. That's not... And it says nothing. Yeah. Like that means nothing really. That like yeah. tells you though... There are heroes on both sides. So is Count this is Dooku going a to hero? And unsatisfactorily. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's also like not true. Yeah. Who is the hero? Who's the hero on the Trade Federation side? I, I don't know. The third battle droid from the left? I yeah. guess. <laughs> I, yeah. Because the, the people we have on that side are Dooku and Grievous. Then and they're not heroes. Yeah. And droids. And we don't yeah. get to know any of them in any way that would show us. A hero. A hero. Yeah. Right. Like, he's trying to draw on that American Civil War idea of brother against brother, right? Like, that's that's what he's obviously yeah. trying to pull on. We only get one example of that in this movie. Yeah. Right. And not, the, the crawl is the telling time. us yeah. what happened, yeah, right. not yeah. what's going yeah. there. Yeah. Right. 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 So, this right. it's very bizarre. It's very confused. Because yeah. at this point, in the movie, like, at the beginning, we we know this from the last one, if it's, like, the clone army versus the droid army. Mm-hmm. And there, one, there is zero people joining those sides, like mostly. Like there's not like the people of mm-hmm. Coruscant right, rising right. up to join sides and right. pick sides. It's like, oh, we've got all of these clones no one ever knew and all of these droids no one knows right. fighting each other for our future. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And at this point, no one else is rising up. Right. And I'm still sides. not exactly sure what the war is for. Mm-hmm. Like, I get what city yeah. is. Yeah. I get what, what, what Senator Palpatine right. or Chancellor Palpatine or the Emperor, I get what he wants, but I don't get, like, if you're looking at this, like, if we look at a war that's actually happening, the first, you know, the first thing you have to ask is, like, well, what's the conflict over? Right. right. What are the stakes here? Right. Yeah. right. And I don't this know. was all essentially started from the trade blockade around Naboo is where it started in episode one. It's like when the droid army invades Naboo is the beginning of this attack and this war. And when when they start to discuss of like, how much power should the Senate have? Should we have our own army? All of this stuff, like that's the seed of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I mean, yes, the entire thing is Sidious Palpatine playing everyone. Yeah, right. causing chaos. And just Which is getting, a great idea. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And he builds himself two armies and then he converges them into one army. I have to also say with uh, current events, this was a difficult film to watch. I think there's a lot of things happening mm-hmm. in completely by accident. There's a lot of things that we're seeing. This whole idea of heroes on both sides, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, things I mean, like immediately what I thought when I yeah, saw the opening right. crawl of like, there's heroes on both sides, guys. Yeah. Right. yeah. Gotta, gotta <gasps> listen to both sides. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, so that made it a little bit mm-hmm. more challenging yeah. at times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'm also looking at like someone who is masterminding something and then a fucking idiot who is the person who's doing all of the the actual work right. and the reason for a lot of the downfall and of, unquestioning 
an like, unquestioning right. so immediately yeah. unquestioning yeah. <laughs> right. okay yeah. there are a number of characters i want to talk okay. about caitlin and i really want to talk about padman yeah mm. because this is gonna be an hour long conversation so, yeah. movie one we got a queen mm-hmm. movie two a badass queen a badass queen. Yeah. Like shooting people and yep. yeah, marching in leading leading her team yep. and yep yep and then we have a senator still awesome yeah, yeah. Then freeing got, herself yep. freeing yeah, escaping herself. Yep. at the yeah. end of the movie Jedi. still yep. good call thrown from the ship to unwanted yep. advances yeah. yeah yeah leading like Total doing badass. what her queen wants to represent her country or her world and then we have a pregnant lady who hangs out on a balcony oh. and brushes her hair. <laughs> Literally the whole oh. movie is her in that apartment. Yeah. Like being Look, looking mournful. Yeah. 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 It, or it, this weird false glowing lobotomized version yeah. of herself. I was very uncomfortable. That's why I think that I'm like looking at it through rosy eyes after having talked to you guys because I was like action is happening and I was like really mm-hmm. – because tr- there are – I only remembered the ones – the scene where she's brushing her hair and then the scene where she's dying. Mm-hmm. But there are like – Scenes where she's like, are we on the right side? That's how Liberty dies. Like she yeah. has like those still a few moments where you're like, Padme, come back. <laughs> yeah. But like there were echoes. Yeah. Right. Of that character that were great. She's not much of a character. Okay. Mm-mm. But she was the, mo- she definitely. And she's in the- become less and less. Right. Yeah. She's yeah. diminished Sorry, as she's gone. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. That's fine. It, it, because it's true. She's yeah. just become with every movie. The first one, it was a little bit. Yeah. Because she's not the queen anymore, but she still has agency and she yes. still makes her own goddamn decisions. Yeah. You know, and in this right. one. She's still a leader. She's still in charge of her team. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's like a different character yeah. Yeah. has yeah. been created for no apparent reason. Except that the dark side is invading her, which is that I have a theory about that. Like from the babies? No. From a penis? <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, all right. I think that Anakin sucks his energy from her. Mm. Oh, that's such a generous reading of this movie. Yes, <laughs> I agree. Oh, I Otherwise, am. why else does she die? Because George Lucas doesn't know how to write women. <laughs> I think it's the real answer. She doesn't have a will to live. She's saying she's naming her children. Yeah. Making yeah. future plans for them. She has a will to live. Yeah, it's a good thing she had two names in mind, considering she didn't know yeah. she was having twins. Yeah. Um, She's quick on her back. Yeah. It is. <laughs> I was going to say feet. Yeah, really she's lying like, down. No, she's lying down. Weird, and then I made it weird. No, no. It is, I think, one of the, it's a bizarre thing. It is a, it's, it's a character assassination. Oh, yeah. Yes, exactly. And yeah. it is unwarranted. Yeah, because it, ter- it, t- it totally takes us from someone who, like last episode I talked about, I couldn't believe she was still marrying him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. After she finds out what he had done. Yeah. And then this one, she seems to have completely not only forgiven him for everything, but like forgotten everything in her own life that mattered to her. Yes. And yeah. she is only about Anakin. Yeah. And everything is about Anakin. She literally, like we said, doesn't leave her apartment mm-hmm. because she just sits there and mourns about things Anakin is doing. Just people, waiting for him to come back. Yeah. Right? And people yeah. come right. to her and say like, he did this horrible thing. And she's like, no, I can't <laughs> believe it. And it's like, believe it because he's terrible right yeah but the only time we see her leave that apartment is when she goes to confront him and then she does dies she does go to the senate and watch the vote or not watch yeah, yeah. Right. yeah watch palpatine yeah call for the yeah more power yeah and, and so to like, create a galactic that empire. was the right. one the one scene that felt like like of course padme would be there but wouldn't like, the i'm sorry go ahead no sorry. yeah just the like that is the one time that we see her like Caring about a thing that she cared about before Anakin. And it yes. seems like that character. Yeah. In that yes. scene. In that scene. Yes. Like it's, the way yeah. she's acting feels yeah. Padme. Yeah. 
Yeah, but also I think you were about to pl- like she would have stood up and yes. like thrown a fit. <laughs> yeah, for real. Man- maneuvering behind the scenes to get yeah. things, you know, to block it. To, oh like, god, she that would have been done so great. Stuff, yeah, right. Yeah. And, and to have seen futility, just uh, yeah. If she, even if she'd have been working, and then at the end she and Bale Organa are like, we're fucked. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. The, the, Instead the, of just watching, sorry. right? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The the, the it jumps ahead a little bit to how I'd fix it, but it it, it, it pertains here. If she spends the movie, if we're, if we're with her, if it's more her movie and she's trying to um, figure out what's going on with Anakin. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so she's working with Obi-Wan to do that, but she doesn't want to, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, alert Anakin to what she's doing. She, she thinks something's going on with him and we don't quite know what it is. We're not watching him go through all the stuff with, with Palpatine. Yeah. Meanwhile, she's realizing Palpatine's bad and is trying to maneuver behind the scenes to stop this thing all from happening and realizing, Nick, as you say, the futility of all that and... That would have been not that difficult a rewrite yeah. <laughs> of this movie, and would have would have given her so much more to do. So there's room in this movie for her to do stuff. I think Lucas was so caught up in the idea of Anakin being the hero yes. Yes. that falls that he was incapable of seeing yeah. that as a possibility, and also incapable of making Anakin. A yeah, hero. absolutely. Like, yeah, because <laughs> it's like yeah, you have this futile futile character who's like. He's driven by fear and driven by losing control, and he's the one who becomes Darth Vader. And Padme is this really powerful character that just like all of her, like literally all of the energy is sucked out of her until she dies. Mm-hmm. Like, and like that's you make the movie about her in a terrible way. Like you make the yeah. movie of like mm-hmm. the reason Darth Vader becomes yeah, Darth Vader right, right. is because he's afraid his wife is going to die. And he it's doesn't like, really care about that much, <laughs> right? And it's, that's the thing is like. He's so easily manipulated because of this one, like, he has a couple nightmares fearing that she's going to die. And then he's manipulated into changing everything about himself Mm -hmm. to become this evil power. And then when he gets that power, he immediately force chokes his wife (laughs) and tosses her aside, causing her to go into premature labor. And it's like, what? Okay, so, yes, Obviously, from early on in the earlier movies, we realize his ultimate goal is ultimate power. Yeah. Like, that's what he wanted. Right, right. And... We don't see him actually going after that. Yes. We don't see him pursuing that. He just throws bits that nobody will give it to him. (laughs) He gets very upset that he doesn't have it. And if Palpatine had been tempting him more with, like, that sort of Mm -hmm. power, as opposed to, like, a very specific power of keeping his wife alive... Right. That seems way more believable to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as opposed to like this Anakin who we've only seen be in love a little bit <laughs> suddenly is giving up everything he's ever believed I to wanna, save his wife. I want to be very clear. He's not in love. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this episode two, this is something we, we, we sort of talked around and I don't know if we ever came up with a with pinpoint. I want to be very clear that what he is experiencing is obsession. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Yeah. That is not love. He, he covets her. Yes. yes. He covets her. And that is, it is dangerous. Right. And it, it is one of the reasons we found that so toxic, right? Like right. this is not love. Right. What you're, yeah. And somebody needed to sit. It's actually a, a film that I think is much better than this, but still has that same flaw is a film called AI. Um, that Spielberg directed, mm-hmm. where they're saying, well, they've, we've made this little robot that can finally love. And what that robot is experiencing is not love, it is obsession. Mm-hmm. And and I think for some reason, either that's, either filmmakers, screenwriters, I don't know, find that hard to parse, mm-hmm. but it is a problem. 
Mm-hmm. And and it is a it's a real problem in Attack of the Clones. Obsession is visual, like it's easier to show. It's also I guess. verbal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you yeah. know, because like, you can say those things. Yeah, I think it also comes down to a lot of performance of like obviously it's written that way. Yeah, but I yeah. think I really think it's the writing, and I think I think that this final episode, especially with Padme, she what what he's what he Lucas slash. Um, Hayden Christensen, not Hayden Christensen. What's his character's Anakin, name? Anakin. Anakin. Thank you. Oh God. Um, <laughs> what they have done to her is the logical extension of that obsession. They yeah. he, they have captured yeah. her and they've put her in a little glass bowl. Yeah. And she and just she floats there and <laughs> until she dies. Yeah. yeah. It's like and yellow and wallpaper. If, if I can't have you. <laughs> Nobody can have you. Yeah, I mean right. it's it's which which. But if it was even presented that, that way, that would have been better. Yes, yes. it's yes. toxic yeah. and terrible yes. as a relationship. Yeah. But if it was presented that way, sense. purposefully, right? Yeah, but we could at least understand it. Right, right. Yeah. But they even the more I think about this, the more upset I get <laughs> because uh, the there's a scene where he thinks Obi Wan has been there. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he gets yeah. all freaking jealous and wigged out. Yeah. Super wigged out. And, and then they don't do anything with it. They, they don't do have... a little bit with it at the end, but they don't do enough with it throughout it's to, to make us... It's to plant the seed that he's so mad that Obi-Wan's on the ship. But right. It, yes. It, yeah. And so it's like, it does give us this little jealousy vibe that plays in very well to our story that we made up in past episodes <laughs> of the podcast, <laughs> yeah. um, but not to the reality of the movie. Right. 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 And, and we... instead it comes off as an abusive relationship. Exactly. Yeah. That she is not... That she is the fantasy version of that character, where of the of the abusers' mm-hmm. fantasy, yeah. right? Yes. And then at the end, they're like, she has lost. She doesn't have the will to live. Like it's all her fault. Right. Right. Like she's just like, I give up. Like no. Like she's been like stifled so much to that she doesn't even barely exist anymore anyway. Right. Yeah. By the character and the filmmaker. Yes. We need to yeah. make that clear. Yes. We do. We need <laughs> yeah. to make it clear that this is. I don't think this was a purposeful thing on Lucas to say, no, this is about abusive relationships. I think that he just thought this is young love. Right. (laughs) Yeah. And he was like, we need to get rid of the mother character. Exactly. Because she's not in the trilogy, original trilogy. Right. So she has to die. Let's have her die in childbirth. You don't have to do, okay, here's another thing. You don't (laughs) have to kill her. Yeah. No. It could have simply been, she went off with Leia to Alderaan. Yeah, totally. And that's the story. And then you make some reason that Vader goes down there and Alderaan looks at him and goes, you can fuck right off. Mm-hmm. This is none of your, you don't get to come here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know how they do it, but there's a way that you can make that work so that she's still alive in canon. And right. then there's even more weight when Alderaan explodes. Right, right. heroically. Well, like, yeah, there is Like there the is hero that, that Wait, she what? is. Well, that's yeah. what, like, maybe Anakin's coming for her and the kids mm. and she sacrifices herself to save her children and as her Obi-Wan and Yoda are taking husband. them away. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, Obi-Wan, Yoda, save the kids, I'll stop Anakin. Yeah. And Ooh, she goes yeah. and confronts yeah, Anakin. Yeah, I love that idea. Yes, yeah. yeah. And that's then like, we that's a way the to logical solve. conclusion of the abusive relationship. Yes. Yeah. Right, and it's right, like, right, right. yes, it still sucks if Anakin ends up killing her, but it's better than her just dying because she wants right. to. Like, because he broke her heart. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, no mother loves her husband more than she loves her kids. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. <laughs> and, and let me say too, if any, uh, uh, word to the wise, anybody whose partner is is pregnant, please, please do not tell them you've had nightmares about them dying in childbirth. Yeah, oh my that's god. Not that, the day after they tell you they're pregnant, <laughs> you're like, oh, you die. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's just not a. You, that's not a thing. Yeah. yeah. And especially, like, are you can, hungry? Yeah. Do you need yeah. To what can I get down? for you? Yeah. yeah. Especially <laughs> don't then compare it to a premonition you had 
had that came true. <laughs> yes. Of like, I had a vision of you dying in childbirth, just like the one I have of my mother before she died. Also, he just had a vision of her face in agony. Like, yeah, yeah absolutely true. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that this could have is, been a sex space for all we know. <laughs> I was going to say, but this moves us into our, uh, to our discussion about our next character, which mm-hmm. is Anakin. Mm. Yeah. That he is, one, he's profoundly stupid. Mm-hmm. Like, this he's is real so dumb. Yeah. He makes, he, like, the Jedi are dumb too, but like, he is a special kind mm-hmm. of unbelievably stupid. I in think this number movie. one peak dumb Anakin moment in this movie <laughs> is the moment where he turns is because he goes and tells Mace Windu yep. hey yeah. Palpatine is the Sith Lord we've all been fearing he's gonna take over everything he's super evil go get him cool good job Anakin mm-hmm. so then Anakin breaks the rules and shows up as Mace Windu is about to kill Palpatine and believes Palpatine when he's like, I told you they'd come to kill me. And it's like, yeah, because you, Anakin told, told them to. <laughs> Anakin, <laughs> what, it was your idea. And then you show up and go, wait a minute. I believe him now. And then kills Mace Windu. I, I challenge you. Oh, is there a dumber, a dumber moment? moment? <laughs> I think the dumber moment is immediately following that. When he gets okay. on his knees. When, he, when he's on his knees and Palpatine oh. says, well, you know. Maybe together we can figure out this mystery. And Anakin doesn't go, excuse me? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you just said that we know how to do this. And now I've just killed a Jedi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're in some serious shit. Yeah. You're going to tell me how to say Padme now. Exactly. Right. But he exactly. doesn't. And he knows, like, he knows about the visions that Anakin's having before, like, Anakin hasn't told anyone but Padme. So it's like, so he's holding your wife hostage, yeah. yes. dumbass. And there's a small yeah. moment when yeah. like it even is further revealed that he's dumb. Because uh, he says <laughs> something about like, you save your wife. And he goes, what? Like, right. He's like, oh, yeah. you know she's my wife? What? Yeah. what? Hold on. No, don't keep talking because I'm going to get distracted and then follow you <laughs> into the dark side. <laughs> yes. Shit, he kept talking. Uh, yes, I am Lord Vader. Thank you. <laughs> he, But I was going back to the whole thing with Padme because like not telling, don't tell somebody. He doesn't even, I'm, granted, he's young. I know he's like, what, 20, probably 22, early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. A few years after because he was 19 in the last movie. But yeah. like. There is a level of like, you you don't tell somebody that. You don't tell them. I just had a, after, even if you're not force sensitive and yeah. you don't have a history of this, if you have a nightmare about your wife dying in childbirth after she's just told you she's pregnant, yeah. you don't tell them that. Yeah. Nope. That's just right. like how like codependent he is. Like yes, he exactly. Right. Right. Like someone, he, he can't hold that. He just, he tells Obi-Wan everything, every thought that he has, or he tells Padme and now he tells... Like or or Palpatine, yeah. yeah. Like he just he can't not talk about himself, yeah. yeah. And it gets him and everybody else into trouble. Yeah. But it is not again. It's not a purposeful storytelling right. thing. You're still still supposed to be looking at just him as some kind dialogue. of hero. Yeah, yeah. 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 When yeah. in fact he is a toxic, horrible, awful character. Yeah. Now I'm picking on him, but like kind of everybody that inhabits this universe that we're in in the prequels is kind of that way. They're mm. all sort of toxic, horrible people. <laughs> yeah, like I don't even, like the way Mace Windu and Yoda and Obi-Wan <laughs> and all of them talk about like the other side doesn't make yeah. me want to be on their side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like even yeah. the conversation when Anakin goes to Yoda to talk about the visions he's having of like 
Padme dying, he doesn't say like, oh, my wife or whatever like that is dying. My he, wife. He just, yeah. He especially <laughs> doesn't say, my wife is dying. Um, God, I wish he had though. Yeah. <laughs> but Yoda is like completely unsympathetic, which I get is like the Jedi way of like no attachment, no whatever. But like, clearly this is someone you are worried about. This is a troubled young Jedi that you're trying to save. And when he comes to you with like a legitimate problem, your reaction is just like, well, erase all connections, get rid of everything that like is troubling you. And like, clearly that's the last thing he wanted to hear because that just pushes Mm -hmm. him away from the Jedi even more. Right. Well, and also he's no longer connected. Yeah. Yeah. He's just completely (laughs) disconnected. But also, there is a one of the the cool things in Return of the Jedi, and Return of the Jedi is a flawed film. I feel like it's it's got some really good elements in it. One of the things I like is Luke's ability to read people, hmm. which I felt like was kind of a Jedi thing, yeah, like yeah. his ability to walk into a room and pretty much know, yeah, what everybody was gonna do. There's so much inconsistency with that in the prequels, exactly. Because yeah. mm-hmm. even Obi Wan, who I still like in this movie, mm-hmm. like I still like you and McGregor. Yep. I even though he gets a couple of really shitty, weird choices director directorially, mm. I, I'm with him. Even, even Obi Wan in Attack of the Clones mm-hmm. isn't good at really reading the room. Like even on when he's on Camino and with the cloners, he's sort of like, ah, uh, well, okay, I guess <laughs> yeah. I'm playing detective now. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. like he's like a normal human. Yes. in that, right, in that right. scenario. Whereas like so many other times in the prequels we see them being superhuman and we're supposed to believe right. that they can jump from cars yes. and yes. fall great distances and live and all this stuff. And like certain things they know and figure out, they know without zero clue. Right. They just know it. Yeah. And then the fact that, I mean, this goes back all the way to episode one. I had this problem of Qui-Gon not knowing Padme was the queen. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. How is he not able to read her and get that weird, like something's yeah. off about yeah. this handmaiden? Yeah. yeah. Like, totally. So the moment when she reveals the queen, like he looks at Obi-Wan I'm like, like she's pretty clever. Yeah. Man, she even <laughs> tricked us. It's like she shouldn't be able to. Right. Right. I get a little bit when it's the dark side is cloudy. That's why they can't see Palpatine. That's why they don't yeah. see some things that are going to happen. But there's a lot of things that don't happen on the dark side that they also are like dumbfounded right. by but other things revealed. as you say other things that they do really really well without even trying like, because yeah. it's so it's seen the scenes whatever they need scene in that scene for it, that scene to work yeah. we'll just oh we can do this how do we how do we shorthand this oh death, I can sense it yeah exactly you can't tell she's pregnant right yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a it's uh, as you said it's a contrivance of the plot yeah which is like when their power to run really fast they yeah. have until they need to get through those laser doors. Right. Then they don't have that power anymore. Right. So Or leaping like 30 feet into the air in episode one, and then it's just like that power never comes up again. Yeah. It's like... Or falling from car to car. But, yeah, but Mace but Windu you... is definitely dead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why? Why couldn't he just grab onto a car? Yeah. Or why is... Oh, you know, one hand. Fish. That's why. Oh, oh. Not another arm. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> Is, you know, the other thing is the end of the film, which is I have the high ground. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't bother you when Darth Maul had the yeah. high ground. Yeah. Why does yeah. it bother you? You were hanging in a pit. Yeah. And yeah. you managed to win. Yeah. Why is it a problem now? Also, what does that even mean? I think they're going for a, I have the <laughs> high moral ground here. Yeah. I think that, I don't think that works at all. I think no. it's terrible. <laughs> no. I'm not at all saying, but I it's, think it feels like they're trying to. It's cringy. Yeah, yeah. it's just it is so oh, cringy. That, yeah. The dialogue so cringy. in that whole fight, oh. like literally the line of, "From my point of view, the Jedi are evil." <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's a good impression. Yeah, yeah. It really I, is good. I don't 
<laughs> who wrote that? I mean, I know who we wrote know. the line, but like, <laughs> who decided that that was a good idea to keep in? Because yeah. we know that that is his point of view. Like, if we don't, bad movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. if we don't already know that Anakin hates the Jedi at this point, and that Obi Wan knows that this about him, you have failed as a movie maker. Yeah. So for Obi Wan to be like the the <laughs> Chancellor is evil. And for his response to be like, from my point of view, the Jedi are evil. It's like, fuck, dude. Come on. Like, we all know. We got it. You don't need to just shove that in our faces. Yeah. Right. right. It's also another inconsistency that, like, no, Anakin knows that the Sith is evil. He's not under any. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's it's very, he's, he knows. He's just chosen it. Right. Because even the, the plot we are given of the Jedi want to take over the Republic. Mm-hmm. That's not necessarily an evil plot. Is that a power grab? Sure. But Anakin's not someone who I feel like would see that as an evil act. Right. He was like, you can like in the first, no, in the second episode, yeah. like he's like, yeah, if you can make people feel the right thing, you know, like he wants, he's fine with dictators. Yeah. He yeah, wanted yeah, to be yeah, the, yeah, right. he said we yeah. should have an all powerful person, yeah. which like we're meant to believe is, like his hinting at the chancellor, obviously, but like the Jedi, if they want to do that, right? That he should be okay with that. Yeah. But he's only but not it's okay with the Jedi because, are shutting him out. Yeah, yeah. Yes, because which I actually this I, I kind of I liked the kernel of that plot of of how the Emperor was playing him against the Jedi. Like that right. to me is like okay, that's kind of clever. Yeah, and the Jedi had, were even like that plot line I liked because. The thing, like, they were ready for Palpatine to a certain extent, where, like, Palpatine's like, I'm going to put him on the Jedi yeah. Council. And the Council's like, okay, he can be on the Council, but he's not a master, mm-hmm. and he'll spy this on you. He's our junior babysitter. She can't babysit <laughs> <night>. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, it's like, in my initial, like, little notes I had, just like, Anakin is upset. Anakin is upset again. Anakin gets mad at more people. And it's just, like, little actions throughout the movie that, like, make Anakin more angry. Yeah. And it's like... That's supposed to be him becoming Darth Vader. Right. It's just like, oh, he's angrier now. Look at, oh, look, he has yellow eyes for some reason. (laughs) That must mean he's evil. so mad now. (laughs) Can anyone explain to me the yellow eyes, by the way? Well, the Emperor had yellow eyes in Return of the Jedi, so. Right, and I got, like, the Emperor got his yellow eyes after he lightninged himself to Wrinkly, which I understand a little bit more, but Anakin is not, like, nothing happens to him physically between when he is... Like well, with the Darth Jedi, Maul. Darth Maul has yellow eyes. Yeah, yeah. I thought it Again, was a species thing yes, for Darth Maul. Right, yeah. it seemed that way. Yeah, but now maybe they're making it more of a apprentice Sith thing. Well, but, yeah. but even I don't know. I look can here. We, are your contacts, the, yeah, the, Anakin. The reason is because it looked cool in the scene, as with so much of this. Yeah, that, that movie. shot is just him turning to look at the camera, like sup. Yeah, yeah. Like, poster moment. Yeah, which, yeah. He, which he does like three times in this yeah. movie. Once with the tear, once with the contacts. Like he's always turning yeah. to the camera through that hood and like yeah. Be, yeah. playing arch, and it's just oh. Palpatine yeah. can pull that off, but I, Anakin yeah. can't do that. But, but. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> we broke it, Nick. <laughs> this movie broke me because he looks, Palpatine doesn't ever address the camera. Yeah, right. No, that's true. Yeah. Right. Anakin, true. Yeah. in that yeah. moment where yeah. his eyes first turn yellow, he like literally stops yeah. for no reason. Yeah. It's like a five second shot. Nothing else happens in. 
and he just turns to look at it. I yeah. was like, yeah. you don't have no, to have right. the poster in the movie, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you could have just posed for that picture. We just got a screenshot for the poster. Yeah. <laughs> it is the most basic directing. It is the most base level directing you can get as well. We need to see that his eyes are yellow, so stop and turn and look at the camera. Yeah. Like, that is the direction. Right, right, Not, right. There's right. no sense of him looking back to make sure he's done his job and killed yeah. everybody. There's no sense that he's making sure that he's safe. There's right. no sense that he is anything except to show you his eyes. Yeah. yeah. And right. this is a very basic first film ever made on Super 8 type right. of yeah. directing right. move. And it is absolutely unacceptable in a $120 million Mm -hmm. film. Like, what the fuck? Why are you putting that in this gigantic movie? It makes no sense. Yeah. Uh, There, I got it out. I have have a question for you guys (laughs) of when is the moment that you think George Lucas thought we stopped cheering for Anakin? (gasps) Great question. Because I feel like there are eight possibilities in this movie or the last movie that we stopped liking him. Yeah. Yeah. But, but what do you think story-wise is the turning point that we're supposed to go, oh my God. <gasps> we don't like him anymore. I, I think have it's, no clue. I think it's the younglings. I think it's the younglings. See, I think so That's too. where George Lucas thinks it's, it is, as because you Because it's such an extreme that yep. it carries throughout. Yeah. The, the cherubic little boy, well, we have, yeah. help us, we don't know what to do. There are too There's many, too of, many them. of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. Also, look, I grew up with lightsabers, okay? Lightsaber sounds don't change because you're evil now. That really bothered me. That really bothered yeah, me. Yeah, it is the same lightsaber. It's the same yes. lightsaber. Okay, yeah. And I it know. Went, I think I love that idea. Actually. I hated it <laughs> yeah. so much. Like, I mean, if your eyes can change color, your lightsaber sound can change. I think. I don't think so. Oh, he doesn't want either to change. No. Yeah. Oh no. Neither do I. But I think, like, if so every time you blink, the eyes make. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a complex movie. My eyes could be any color. <laughs> I think that when he killed Mace Windu, a lot of people were like, "Oh no!" Or I think George Lucas was thinking people would right, be because he's oh, like, no. "It's not the Jedi way." Yeah. So he's still feeling conflicted. Which yeah. still yeah. makes no sense to me because obviously Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan were going to kill Darth Maul yeah. immediately. And he killed Dooku in the opening scene of this movie. But yeah. even then he said, it's not the Jedi way. No, I, but right, exactly. What but then, done? Yeah, but yeah. It, but everybody is ready to kill everybody except yeah. for that moment where we're supposed to, it's just ideologically confused. Well, also, right. I, I, would, I don't understand. I am <laughs> the very convenient knocking out of Obi-Wan in that opening scene so that he doesn't see yeah. the way yeah, yeah. Palpatine convinces Anakin to behead Dooku. But even after that, like, Obi-Wan gives the recap of what happened and he's just like, Dooku was killed. And it's like, did you ask Anakin what happened? Mm-hmm. Did you ask Anakin, like, but how, how'd you kill Dooku? Yeah. And he said, yeah. oh, I had him on his knees and I beheaded him. It wasn't in battle. It right. was like he basically surrendered and I executed yeah. him. Yeah. And it's like, I like explore that like that should be the earliest sign to obi-wan that like yeah. something's going on here of like well there were early signs in the previous movie yeah, yeah that but that's did. just angsty teen <laughs> oh god to some extent but this was why do i get the feeling that anakin's gonna be the death of obi-wan oh my god <laughs> yeah something why tells me <laughs> uh but yeah there i feel like there's so many of those moments that are supposed to be like oh, he did one more bad thing oh, he did another bad thing yeah. and like kill, helping kill mace windu killing the younglings uh, choking Padme, mm-hmm. uh, fighting Obi-Wan like so ruthlessly. And it's like so many of those moments come after the other moments that they don't feel as like revelatory yeah. and like a big of a deal. I'm like, yeah, 
that makes sense. He just killed 20 kids. Yeah, yeah. Of course he's going to try to kill Obi-Wan. Right. And in between there, he goes to the wherever the Trade Federation people are, people we've never cared the about. The separatists. The separatists, yeah. and yeah. kills all of them. In a, who are not when actually the, separatists? When the, right. Or who actually, well, right, depending on your point like of view. Suppo- yeah. There are supposed <laughs> to be people that are helping Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah. And Palpatine decides to off all of them. Because he wants to show that he is, he doesn't want them to be, to, oh, look, I'm giving this too much credit. He, <laughs> he does not want them to spill the beans that they have been in cahoots with him. He also wants to consolidate power from the Republic. Public, not from the separatists so he can then say look I've gotten rid of all the separatists I stopped the Jedi plot I am in I am deserving of su- supreme yeah. command right which is the reason that he also deactivates all the droids because right. then he has deniability that he right. was ever in control of all of them right. because he's killed the people who that we were told are responsible for those droid right. armies are the separatists that mm-hmm. he says are separatists right. kills them kills off all the droids now we just have the clone army and the empire right. and yeah, that again, that plot line, yeah, is decent. I like yeah. his story, I his rise to power. That. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think I think because the needle he's trying to thread, like if you may think of Palpatine, what is what is he hinging this entire thing on? <laughs> There's so many points at which it could have gone horribly wrong. He's gonna yeah. he's gonna out himself to Anakin with the promise of saving Padme. Hoping that Anakin goes and talks to the Jedi, tell like <laughs> yeah. the, the level of coincidence he is hoping plays out here yeah. is beyond my belief. From the very first scene, he like is pretty sure that Anakin's just gonna leave Obi Wan for dead. Yeah. And then he'd be like, oh, this would be easy. And maybe he's yeah. testing him there. Like, the idea of it is good. The idea of what he's doing is good. But again, it's, it's as Nick, as you were saying, the convenience of plot. He wants it to, uh, Lucas wants it to be able to just sort of happen in the scene yeah. <laughs> and work for this scene. And you forget about yeah. it when you get to the next scene. Just, so it's always just these convenient things yeah. that happens. And he turns out to be on top. And I think because he's such a good actor, and mm-hmm. I, I do like the scene where he is um, turning Anakin and his voice drops into the Emperor voice. His mm-hmm. voice goes into the Sith voice yeah. in the middle of that scene. I, I is that the one when they're walking? It, it, there's one. He does it a couple times. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I think he are walks you talking about to when camera. He's... He uh, Palpatine walks close to camera, yeah. sort of looking at us with with um, Anakin behind him. Anakin's got his lightsaber out, oh, yeah. and he goes into the yeah. into the voice. And it's like, like yeah, that's you. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. right. And that's like that in that moment. That moment for me worked, but not connected to anything that comes sort of before or after yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I think as much as I love him as an actor, the scene after he first gets wrinkly <laughs> is so bad. Yeah. Like the, well, the name, scene where he names him. The naming of Darth oh, Vader God. scene when he doesn't have his hood up and you get to see his spindly hair. <laughs> yeah. And he's just like a set of eyes in the dark. And he's just like, good. <laughs> and you're I just have like, a question. Oh, I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I like. I almost believed our way of Darth Vader getting his name. So that was like, I had this new canon in my head and I forgot about that scene. I was just like, no. Yeah. He just has it. He's ready with it. He's like, Lord Vader. No, he even says uh, Darth. He says Darth. Yeah. And then he has him because he's a good actor. Yes. (laughs) Right. It seems like he just popped in because he goes, Darth Vader. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, that was a very good impression. Yeah, yeah. well done. Yeah, well done. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> so it's like, I could, like it's occurring to him. like he's he's yeah. It's yeah. Just, yeah. He, it just occurred to him, and I'm like, 
what does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> it because... means your wife is pregnant. I'm going to kill her. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. But like you have Darth Tyrannus makes sense. You know, sort of. Darth Sidious. Darth Sidious mm-hmm. makes yep. sense. Darth Plagueis. Now, Darth Plagueis makes sense. If you go sort of into the expanded universe, you have uh, Darth Revan makes sense. Darth Nihilus makes sense. Darth Rain makes sense. Like there are a Darth lot of Maul. Darth Maul makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yeah. You know, like the Vader. You have to give us something mm-hmm. a little more than mm-hmm. that for Darth Vader. Like it had to be built in somewhere, <laughs> and it wasn't. So Vader. Because he's about to be a dad. I guess. That's my only. That's, that's my, a weird only naming, thing I can like or basic, like Darth ba- Papa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe it's what. Maybe, okay, again, way too much credit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe what okay. he's what what we're meant to think is that these uh, names reflect the thing used to turn them. Yeah. So Darth Sidious is an insidious person. The thing that's used to turn Vader is that he's going to be a, a father. Yeah. Again, not... That, Darth this is what, this obsessive is, possessive. Like, yes, bad yes. boyfriend. Right, right. Darth toxic masculinity. <laughs> and, and maybe, Darth poison. I, th- I feel like it's... Darth um, The... Oh man, I lost my train of thought. Too. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, no, okay. no. I had a question. Yeah. The turning him though. And this is kind of a dumb question, but for some reason it has always bothered me. Did... Darth Sidious always looked like that and the lightning revealed him. Or am I supposed to yeah. believe that scarring? Yeah, it's very it is not clear. It is also weird because it's his lightning being reflected back at him, which we also has no reaction to it. Yeah, and clearly he is faking because he immediately is fine. Yeah. Once like Anakin helps him. And so it's yeah, is that revealing him? Is it doing is it actually doing harm and he's just powerful enough to fight it? This is, again, easy. It's because <laughs> the whole, the, so much of this movie is Stations of the Cross to get us to when he's yeah. revealed in a later movie. And when he's revealed in a later movie, he's he looks really crazy and wrinkly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do we have to do? We have to come up with a reason for him to be crazy and wrinkly. Oh, I know. The lightning comes back at him. Yeah. Boom. Done. That's as far yeah. That's as far as they thought it. And that's thought, many thought of the things. Yeah, in yeah. This yeah. Movie that's the Darth is. Vader thing. That's the Luke and Leia thing. The naming. Everybody's named in this movie. It's named not because it's a you know the the old um, um, religious folk tales or old, old you know of, of all kinds of religions. The story's not about a, a, a human being going through a thing. It's about we we are explaining our origins, and so it's it's mythic in that sense of these are not people. These are these are fables. These are stories mm. yeah. about. And that's what that's what this the, especially the end of this movie feels like. Yeah. We have to hit the stations of the cross on our way through here and one of them is how did he get wrinkly how did uh, how did he get named oh he just got named because we need to have him named later there's not it, there's I don't think they put enough thought into it well especially yeah. like, like you said the end of the movie is like Yoda loses a fight to the emperor and then is it just like into exile I must go and it's like why right right, right? you just right. decide that immediately you are going into exile to do nothing forever right yeah. you are the only one who could possibly right like right. you should right. be the one who is like leading the rebellion yes. right well, yes. and they just shouldn't have had that fight that fight and then the fight happening that fight at the same no time with me. with a like you know we know all these guys survive so like there's no stakes and they even yes. have simultaneous right. fights and we're like no stakes. I don't care. No stakes. There are zero stakes in that fight. Live, mm-hmm. So don't have them fight. It's like, just there was cool. one good moment in that fight. No, there were two good like, moments. I'm like going to say there were two. Tell, tell, there's tell one us, real bad us. moment in the same scene. <laughs> Look, there's, there's one moment that I thoroughly enjoyed 
that didn't that belonged in a different spot in a different story mm-hmm. that we would all tell each other was the actual episode three. <laughs> and it's where Yoda walks yeah. into the room and just goes and the two guards drop. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's yes. an amazing scene. Yes. I remember like being in the theater seeing that and people just uproariously cheering yeah. for that scene. That is what I wanted out of a Yoda fight scene. I is, thought of you during that. Yeah. <laughs> like cuz well, that's Yoda. Yeah. Like yeah. he doesn't need any of this other crap. So what's yeah. the second? I, I actually, and I, I know this is totally, you're going to look at me and go, Nick, mm. you have no center line. You, <laughs> um, but I, I liked the little bitty lightsaber fight where where Yoda throws the lightsaber and it just sticks into the oh, clone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he jumps on him and pulls it out and is all like. Oh, yeah, yeah. that part is pretty cool. I, I thought that was cool. Yeah. I, cute. I yeah. don't like that Yoda's using a lightsaber, right. but I, I appreciated that as a cinematic moment. Yeah, if where, he's yeah. going to. This is how we should use yeah. it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but, I thought that was cool. But yep. the scene where he just waves his hand and the guards fall. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty good. But, uh, that is cool. And I also like in that same little scene where Sidious tries to leave and like Yoda calls him out of like, if so powerful, why are you leaving? And yeah. it's just like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, good, yeah, good call, Yoda. But Yoda leaves yeah. and runs yes, away. exactly. So, and yeah. also there is a scene in there. I don't know if any of you guys noticed it. There's like a shot essentially in that scene that – doesn't look like it's in a Star Wars movie. Don't know how it stayed in the edit. I it just makes some sense to me. Is it the stunt? Yes. <laughs> Palpatine is thrown by Yoda over his desk and knocks over his chair. Oh and god, I hate when that. He, so when he falls much. into the chair and falls over, one we know it's a stunt man because that old man is not going to take that pratfall. <laughs> but two, it looks like we're just watching raw footage yeah, of yeah, a stunt yeah. and it goes on too long yeah. and we just see him fall awkwardly in a chair it's not like he smacks into the wall and falls down or he, but he lands perfectly in the chair and then you yeah. know like I'm like that I want him to like knock the chair over if you need to but yeah. don't knock but the chair like over but we like see his sitting. ankles we yeah. like see his ankles under his robe as he falls and I'm like this is so awkward and weird. It looks like it's in a comedy. Yeah. And this is supposed to be a very serious, dramatic moment. And just like cut away five frames <laughs> yeah. earlier. Yeah. I don't get how that shot stayed in the movie. It's weird that because. Made me so mad. Yeah. There's that. There's yeah. another more subtle one that uh, really bothered me because it's in a sequence that I think is good, which is when Order 66, mm-hmm. I think. When Order 66 is called, I think there are elements of yeah, that yeah. sequence that are very good. Yep. Mm-hmm. John Williams' score is very yes. good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, Once uh, again. They just let it They let <laughs> it happen guy. is yeah. the thing, is they, they let the score come in. They yeah. take out all, most of the other sound. Yeah, most of the diegetic sound just is let gone. And so see these horrific murders of the clones murdering the Jedi. But within that, there are these moments like a uh, guy that has the really tall head. Yeah. Like his death is pretty good because he's very confused. And, mm-hmm. and, and so it's a great moment. There's another one where uh, a, one of the female Jedi. The, like the two. Yeah. The Twilight. Heads. She's yeah. got the two where she she gets shot and she just sort of goes. Ah. And <laughs> well, she's over. She shot she, very casually. They're just like next to her. Just like. Pew, and and it's she like, turned around like, OK, it's my turn to get shot. Yes. Let's yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, right. weird. Many right. of the other deaths are very well done. Like you said, the first guy, the tall head guy is like he's marching. And then they realize, oh, you guys stopped. Why'd you stop? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then like right. the guys like there's the one, the other, the woman who's on the speeder bike. And she's with two clones, yeah. and they slow and down they behind slow down. her. Yeah. That was good. Also yeah. interesting. Was yeah, creepy. and then there's, there's like the... it was creepy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, if you're her, you're just like, what? Yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, I'm dead. And um, then even Plo Kloon, who was the uh, in the in the jet, starship, yeah, in the starship. starship. Like his, like that was also sad and interesting, mm-hmm. right? Because you're flying, and then all of a sudden you start getting shot. You're like, what is happening? And yeah. you realize what's happening. 
and the moments you die. Right. And it's like yeah. all of them are good except for the one, the Twi'leks. And my favorite is, and it's not quite in that section, but a little bit later when um, Jimmy Smits lands and is told by the, oh, the troopers teenager. to go away. And the teenager yeah. comes yeah. through and takes out four, like, gives him enough Lucas's time to son. get away. Is it really? Yeah, his name's yeah. Jet Lucas and his character's name is Let Jukus. Oh, I don't like that as much. <laughs> but I, but I but I like that moment. Then and, and there's there's I don't know. They, yeah, I like them. I, I like that. That moment, moment too. worked. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I was like, I believe that kid's a Jedi. Yeah, yeah. Plus yeah. that moment too of like when they come up to Bail Organa and they're like, "Sir, you should get out of here." And yeah. he's just like, "I think you're right." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, "There's nothing I can do here." Because yeah. Jimmy Smith knows this is his like he's got four scenes in this movie and he's gonna yeah. make it work. You know. Yeah. All I know is I'm Princess Leia's dad eventually. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so I do want to say though that I like this movie more than the others as much as we were talking so negatively about it and there's a reason Toe was just shaking his I'm head shaking my head yeah. well <laughs> the main reason I like this one over the other two is because it has one main story arc throughout it it goes from point A to point B to point C yeah. to point D the other ones feel like they're like just wasting time mm-hmm. a lot and giving you side stories that you're supposed to care mm-hmm. about but because we were supposed to have three movies because it's supposed to be a trilogy. Mm-hmm. Both episodes one and two feel like they could have been one movie or this all could have been one three hour mm-hmm. movie mm-hmm. to tell us the same story. Yeah. This one felt like from beginning to end, we are working towards the end goal. Yeah. And we're not getting distracted by side things, yeah. by a pod race, by yeah. a, right. like anything. I, I think it's the most consistent. I think it's probably the best made and it's probably the most engaging of them, but I don't like it as well as the other. All right. That's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. Just because it that. makes me, th- this stuff makes me so, so mad. Yeah. I yeah. There's it. a lot to be mad about. There's a lot to be mad about in this, but it is very weird because it is punctuated by those scenes that I actually really enjoyed, like Order 66. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where I'm like, whoa, oh, it's real filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. God. Okay. Yeah. I'm being on, taken on a journey. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that is weird. I guess the last thing I kind of want to talk about, because I feel like for me, this mm-hmm. is very important. And... I don't know if it's as important to everyone else, but like for me, when we found out that there were going to be the prequel trilogy, the one thing that I knew was going to happen and I was excited about happening was a young Obi-Wan and a young Anakin Skywalker actually fighting. So I was excited about that moment. And I would be, I, there are a lot of different, differing opin, opinions about that duel. People who are Star Wars fans tend to to rate the lightsaber duels, <laughs> that, yeah. you know, and usually Empire Strikes Back comes out on top because it's a very emotional duel. Right, right. It's about character. It's about Darth Vader studying Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. and knowing that he could take him out at any second, but he is toying with, with him. him. Yeah, 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 he is just, and 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 sort of seeing exactly how powerful he is. And being surprised at times. There are great moments in Empire Strikes Back when Luke gets a shot in. Yeah. That and Vader has those ah moments yeah. that are really And that's really what makes good. the the fight in Jedi even more powerful because in that one Luke gets the upper hand. Yeah. And not only is Vader shocked by that, but then Luke is the one who has to hold back. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to murder his father. Mm-hmm. Right. And right. so it's like the it flips right. it so poetically and beautifully that those fights mean something. Exactly. Right. So my my question to you guys is just like what did you think of that because mo- it's it is technically <laughs> <laughs> Theoretically, it's an emotional moment because these two are supposed to be friends and it's, it's supposed to be a spectacular moment, right? Like it is it is supposed to be visually spectacular. I have my opinions about this, but I'm curious, like what did you guys feel when that was happening? Caitlin, do you? Again, no stakes. Like I knew they were both going to live. Um, 
I think the higher ground line <laughs> it really like sucked. <laughs> um, <laughs> Not to put too fine a point. Yeah. <laughs> And but I do I did have a little bit of a, an emotional moment where I'm like, OK, I can see why Obi-Wan was like, yeah, Anakin is dead. Like Luke, mm-hmm. your father died like in I this. Moment. Him up. Yeah, but he didn't even he didn't like he didn't kill him like he let him kill himself. Yeah. And I mean, he left him happened. for dead. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> but I mean, it's like it was Anakin's fault. Like, An- yes. Anakin knew he did not have the higher ground. And they, like, you know, <laughs> fighting in a pit of lava is just not wise. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I had a, I had a flicker of recognition of where I would feel emotion if I had felt emotion. Oh, OK. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. yeah. My main thought is that, especially after we just talked about the Empire and Jedi ones. And um, now Force Awakens, quite frankly. Yes. yes. Like seeing the emotion of the people involved in the fight and what it means to them. You only get Obi-Wan's reluctance through words. Mm-hmm. Like when he's like, Anakin, don't make me do this. But nothing about their fight does he ever seem mm-hmm. hesitant to attack or hesitant to like throw Anakin into like situations where he's probably going to die. And even at the beginning of the fight, he stands like superhero pose (laughs) in the ship of like, I'm here to kill you. Mm. And it's Mm -hmm. like, no, you shouldn't want to be doing you should come out and also try to negotiate even more and like say, like refuse to take out your lightsaber once Anakin takes out his like refuse to fight him. Like that's what he wants. That's not what you should want to do. And he immediately is just like. All right, we're doing this. One thing that I do think that the fight scene did, I forgot about this, did visually really well, is show how creative of a fighter Obi-Wan is and how uncreative Anakin yes. is. Anakin just copied every move. And I was like, you if you're like Obi-Wan is leading this. He's like, like there's I'm a reason grab he's this a master. thing and flip mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. and yeah. and then Anakin's like, "Okay." Yeah. And the, you know, like so it was Interesting. Like, okay. Yeah. You can see him studying yeah. under him. There are moments though too when we talked about the inconsistent like force abilities of like Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anakin jumps 100 feet from a lava fall onto a, onto a tiny little <laughs> frisbee droid and like lands and he's fine. And then when he goes to jump over Obi-Wan, he couldn't jump that extra three feet (laughs) that would have saved his legs. Like, if he could have jumped just three (laughs) more feet higher over Obi-Wan, he could have landed. Obi-Wan tripped him with the force. And then he would have had the higher ground. (laughs) And then technically the fight's over. Yeah. Yeah, Because that's how fights work. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, no, I have the higher ground. It's just like they keep climbing mountains of like, no, I have the higher ground. But... Yeah, it's just moments like that that, again, because we don't see these types of abilities in the original trilogy, mm-hmm. that they're become even more apparent in the prequels when we watch these fights. Yeah. Like, even in the Darth Maul fight, you're just like, oh, Jedis can do that, I guess. And like, mm-hmm. they can just jump from platform to platform with Chefs no problem. Chefs do that. Chefs do that. <laughs> Chefs do that. Um, but in that, so in that way, it comes off as less stakes like we were talking about before yeah. of like I well i think in terms of yoda fight again <laughs> well yeah but i mean here's uh, tobin i'd actually like to hear yeah. your perspective well, just just briefly because i'm really curious what your what your thought is i think for me anytime lightsabers come out in a star wars movie it improves for me like just as a sort of baseline sure. i would rather see them doing that than other things i i I'm definitely better sure. than talking <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. and then yeah padme anakin loves the john williams sure. score and some lightsabers <laughs> yeah that's all and, we need. and so there, I think they're real. For me, they're real, they're real visceral 
charms in that fight scene. I did have the same note, Caitlin, as you did. That I, I wrote down um, that Anakin was an extremely inelegant fighter compared yeah. to Obi-Wan. I thought that was kind of an interesting juxtaposition. <laughs> I had the fortune, or maybe for this movie's case, misfortune, of watching uh, The Force Awakens between <laughs> us watching oh, no. the first two oh. and watching this one. I showed it to my son, who's six years old, for the first time. He got to see it for the first time. And the... And the um, Matt, as you were saying, the stakes in that, like the 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 all every lightsaber fight in that movie has such. I know exactly how they're feeling and what they're up against and who might win and who not and what what they're fighting for and against and that yeah. that's so visceral and powerful in that. That then when you come to this, look, Ewan McGregor is acting his heart out in those scenes and and up until those the higher ground bit, he has like he's really he I I do get his reluctance in the dialogue and the way he's saying it. But I'm mostly I'm just sort of checked out of these fights yeah. once from the opening bit when they're saving Palpatine. They sort of they sort of the elevator is coming down and Obi-Wan and Anakin Palpatine swing in uh, through the elevator uh, thing. Uh, and like, OK, nothing's going to hurt these with guys. With their battering. Yeah. Type. yeah. This is, I'm watching cutscenes in a in a video game now and yeah. I'm waiting yep. to play. And yep. that's kind of how I felt by by that fight scene. Yeah. I think stakes are one of the biggest things for me, which is what is Kylo Ren trying to do? Mm-hmm. He is trying to prevent them from leaving. Well, especially like, I think Tobin said, like every fight in Force Awakens means something. Yes. I would even go further and say every swing of the lightsaber yeah. means mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. in those movies. Like yeah. every single slash at someone or hitting a tree instead of the person. Or right. Just hitting, chopping like, wood. Yeah. Every <laughs> single thing means like something and you're afraid of like, oh, is it gonna, is it gonna, is it? And then like in this where it's just overkill. We get so much. It's overkill, but it's also just a, it, it, it's a confused story element. So why isn't Obi-Wan trying to prevent Anakin from actually doing something? He's not. Why isn't Anakin trying to prevent Obi-Wan from mm-hmm. actually doing yeah. something? So what are they fighting? They're yeah. fighting just to fight. They're right. mad at each other. Yeah, which yeah. makes no goddamn yeah. sense at all. It yeah. would make sense if, you know, if, if Obi-Wan had just gotten on his knees and said, I'm not going to fight you. Yeah. And and it would then echo what happens in Return of the that, Jedi, yeah. Yeah. and that would be would great. Be cool. It would and be. it would echo New Hope. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It but would it echo... also gives us like basically the emotion that they try to tack on at the end of the fight of like I don't want to do this. Yep. Like you're my brother. I don't want to kill you. Is like that's how he should have started. Like he should have started before the fight, yes. being like, yeah. right. I I came right. here to kill you. Right. You know that. I know that. It'll probably happen. Let's avoid it and work this out in some yeah. way, right. which I understand movie-wise isn't as interesting <laughs> if they sit down and have some tea but and no, talk it but out. But no, but you can – like, I mean, one of my favorite films of all time is Kill Bill, especially Volume 2. I love Kill Bill Volume 2, and I love that before there is this really – there has been this lead-up to the fight between the bride and Bill, the the fight, the lead-up, the lead-up, the lead-up, and then they sit down and they are having a very – Mm. honest conversation. Which, now, I know that Star Wars isn't Kill Bill. I get that. I'm not saying they need to do the same thing. Although, if but, he just, like, five point yeah. hit Anakin and then Anakin's like... <gasps> it's like, that's how that's how the breathing happened. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, you could do something mm-hmm. like that to where it's, like, you 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 have him say, I don't want to do this. He's like, why? Are you afraid? Because I'm, you know, because you know I'm better than you. And he's like, look, Anakin, you need to calm down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to do this. And then when they get into it, Obi-Wan just wipes him out. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, then – and I would also have preferred to – like, I know he wants it to be painful. I know George Lucas wanted to see Obi-Wan in pain. But, like, you see him – maybe you just –
just he falls into something of lava and he thinks he's dead. Yeah. And, you know, as opposed to just sort of leaving him for dead, which I thought was a bizarre character choice. And watching him burst yeah, into flame. No, yeah, put him out of his misery. Exactly. Yes. Why don't you just walk up to him and Mercy stab him? Mercy this guy. I, like, yeah. this is horrible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whereas if he just thinks he's gone over and he thinks he's yep. dead, then you, then you see you see the hand. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Then right. you yeah. see the, the mechanical hand claw up. Then you, ha ha. Right, right, right. Then yeah. we don't have well, the script. We, we have that stupid yeah. scene. We already so have true. that scene in the movie too. Yeah. As long as you just <laughs> cut out that first death scene, yeah. we can we can cut to that yeah. metal claw. Yeah. It's crazy. Like pulling himself the up the hill. Yeah. yeah they yeah. It's actually already there. had the footage. Yeah. And then you don't have to have the stupid goddamn scene of uh, the emperor coming to him and being like, oh, uh, get him. Oh, <laughs> get him. Oh, no. Oh, dear. This is. Oh, it's, I didn't think my apprentice could die, even though the last five have died. Yeah. <laughs> like this, it, was, it was ridiculous. And then this convenience. <laughs> Possibly the most upsetting <laughs> thing to me. I think I know where you're going. The, well, maybe. I don't yeah. know. The most upsetting thing to me in all of these prequels is that at the end of it, he's just got a super suit. Yep. That's what I was thinking. That he's no... like, oh, good, you burned up. I have a fantastic outfit. <laughs> yeah. 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 Perfectly tailored for <laughs> yeah. you. Yeah. It's ready yeah. to go. It, yeah. like, wh- wh- it's dark. I think you're going to love <laughs> it. Yeah. 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 You love this sort of BDSM black. thing going on. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't understand why it's not even just kind of a proto-Vader. Mm-hmm. Like, because we know where it's going. We don't yeah. need to know that this is, like, he has not altered this thing in 20 years? That makes yeah. no sense. Well, especially, yeah. too, because all we all the real reveal there is the moment of the breath. Like, yeah. that is, mm-hmm. I remember being in the theater thinking that was super cool. Like, the first time you just hear the... Well, yeah, because yeah, that like, is an amazing oh, piece is, of sound design. Right. <laughs> But like, and it carries so much with it. Yes. Yeah. But like, like you said, put him in a different sort of suit that is vaguely like reminiscent of what we eventually see. Or just let us see the see. back. Even we don't have to see the front. Yeah. And, have, and hear mm-hmm. the. We just hear that noise. You do it And so that's well. all we yeah. need. And that is like that tells us Darth Vader is born. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we don't need to see the complete suit. We don't need to see him slowly lumbering out of his <laughs> the restraints and then no. Yeah. Like, right. Well, it goes back to like what Nick was saying last time about parking. Like the reason, that, like, the reason we can't just jump to the scene where Obi Wan and Anakin are fighting is because he's got to like stole away and like get there, and then it's like, well, we put him in a closet, so we have to have him come out of yeah. the ship, and then we're like, oh, like we saw him without a body, so we have to show you us making a body. Yeah. Like they don't think that we can make the logical jumps to the next part us. of the yeah. story. Yeah, yeah. yeah that, that, and maybe it is this whole fixation on these are for kids, but I don't... Except that at this point... It's, <laughs> it's, we're in fucking hell yeah. at the yeah. end of this we're movie. Like in, it's, yeah. a, it's not even a metaphor at this yeah. point. It's like... Yeah. Yeah. kids, your mom's gonna die yeah. and your dad yeah. is in hell yeah. Yeah. burning alive. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a very bizarre thing I don't understand. Like, are, do you think that... Is it fan service? Is, that's, is that what it is? Is it 100% oh, yeah. fan service or does he think we're stupid? I think it's maybe fan a, service. Okay. I think the, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think the last <laughs> act of this movie 20, is yeah. <laughs> like, like Tobin said, so much of it is just filling in those blanks and with fan service and just like things we didn't even necessarily need to know about certain characters. And it just <laughs> like, <laughs> they start like adding it in just like, okay, like. I guess that makes sense. Like <laughs> that's how you want to leave an audience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I guess that makes that's sense. That's canon now, so it's the it's the truth. Uh, but like they don't 
they, there are decisions like once Padme is dead of just like, all right, we've got two babies. Let's see. Split them up My for sure. My wife and I have always wanted to adopt a of daughter. Of course. Uh, yeah. Mrs. Organa. I won't phone first. I'm just going to yeah. take this baby to <laughs> her. About it. She's sitting on our balcony, so she has something in common with Padme. <laughs> right. Right. We get along really well. We might have to baby-proof that balcony because it just drops off a thousand feet, but we'll fix that. And uh, let's see about the boy. Uh, he's Where got would some he never family. look? Where yeah. would he never know, sense him? I know a 16-year-old boy and his girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Where won't he find his son? The only family he He's knows. ever had, yeah. Caitlin reminded me of one thing that I do have to point out is that, so So my favorite shot in this whole movie comes when um, Padme is, is uh, and C-3PO, who can fly? Gonna fly. <laughs> R2-D2? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, oh, no, he's a pilot. pilot. He's yeah, a pilot. Yeah, yeah, they're talking yeah. like 20 times in the past two movies about how much he hates flying. Yeah. And then he comments on that later that. on the actual yeah. trilogy because his mind's wiped. <sighs> right. But like in this one, he's like, oh, yeah, look at me. I can fly this ship <laughs> right, now. Right. Mm. Which I guess maybe someone would call an arc. Um, uh, <laughs> so, so he's flying the ship. And, and you have the shot of Obi-Wan Kenobi, who I think we're meant to think is stowing away on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It yeah. feels to me like a pickup to make that clear. But yeah. so, so oh, shout out, we're going to be going into this room, sitting down, and then closing the door with like the force. Yeah. And to me, it looks like he's sitting, he's like he's going to the John. Totally. It looks like he's yeah. sitting on the on the on the potty. The you know, and he's like, does the thing, and yeah, he closes the thing, and that, Privacy, that's please. my favorite part of this whole movie. <laughs> Can I we do favorite parts of the movie? <laughs> <laughs> What's, your favorite? What's your favorite? What's your favorite? My favorite part is when Anakin is with uh, Palpatine and they're walking and they walk and and it's Anakin has no lines when they shot this obviously <laughs> and Palpatine's like I see a, vi- a future for you Anakin and then they walk through shadow and you can't see Anakin's mouth and really quickly you get ADR that goes why what do you mean I don't understand and then they're back <laughs> in the light and then he's like because you're, you know like I'm just like I'm like you don't need that weird ADR like yeah. it could be this like kind of cool walk and talk well, it's and like it's this, like what do you yeah. mean I don't understand like really like does can it, you spell it out for me yeah. please yeah, yeah it's giving those unnecessary lines to Anakin again. Yeah. Like, from my point of view, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like this is clearly this. added later. And yeah. like, it's yeah. like his voice is a little higher because maybe he didn't time it right and they even sped it up. <laughs> like, yeah. it just does not make any sense. And like, you don't need it. Yeah, there's a like, couple lines like that with Obi-Wan when he's on Utapau where he's like on that giant weird chicken lizard thing. Yeah. And, oh, God. Uh, that is not how that thing would walk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he like is talking to the clones who don't understand why they did CGI heads on some of those clones because they look god awful when mm. you have the actor just make repeat uh, green screen something just do duplicate better. it yeah but like he's like on that thing and he's like talking to the clones and like clearly his mouth is not matching some of the things he's saying but they like keep putting like the animal's head and like the reins <laughs> in front of his face uh-huh. so it's like kind of trying to disguise yeah. that he's right. not saying but, words but instead it's like drawing your attention to like <laughs> yeah. oh yeah. that's not yeah. right there's a lot of movement happening yeah. right now my favorite part of the movie <laughs> happens right around there like lucas tries to do a sergio leone style yes, yes. um Good. Oh, look! Looking at all the people, the eyes, yes. oh, but it's like oh, yeah. off center. <laughs> yes. Yeah, and and Obi Wan has this "Oh, I don't think so" <laughs> line, and I'm. It is the weirdest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, yeah. the good. super close up yeah. on Grievous's CGI eyes. Yeah, yeah. like, but like, why couldn't you put Obi Wan in the center of the frame? Yeah, either shooting it or yeah. in post. What? 
what happened? Well, yeah, because yeah, it completely removes that. Like the the eye lines aren't there. Matching, Your yeah. camera is moving. You don't know who. Like you assume they're looking at each other just because that's the last two characters we saw. Yeah. But like you don't get that drama of like looking over here, then looking over there, yeah. and looking at them, mm -hmm. and it's like, yeah, again, drama tension, not. George Lucas's strong suit. It's very much like um, I hate going back to this because I, I feel like it's it's reductive and insulting, and I apologize for that. But <laughs> I, it, it it feels like a, a very young filmmaker That's who has seen too. things in movies yeah. but doesn't understand why they how were to use used. Them. Right. Yeah, how the right. how to use them. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's one of them where I'm like, why did you? This doesn't make sense within the context of this scene. Not even the movie, but just yeah. like even within this scene, this is weird. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. It, the, but it's my favorite part because I remember watching it and like leaning. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Trying to correct you. Yeah. 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 My <laughs> favorite part, with no sarcasm whatsoever, <laughs> is the balcony scene, which we have not discussed yet. Which one? Oh, the one where yeah. it goes The silent? one that it, when it follows the, the hair brushing. Oh, oh yeah. When Anakin says... <gasps> You are so yes. beautiful. And Padme oh, says, God. it's only because I'm so God. in love. And Anakin replies, no. No, it's because I'm so in love with you. And Padme says, then love has blinded you? And Anakin gets very confused because he's dumb. He says, yeah. well, <laughs> that's yeah. not exactly what I meant. And she replies, but it's probably true. <laughs> and then I am left dumbfounded. <laughs> Because one, not only are both performances in that scene god awful, I have no idea what that meant, how this is love banter, like how yeah, this is yeah. flirting. Yeah, yeah. How is this George Lucas how thinking? How is this moving the plot along? Yes. How, like, how does George yeah. Lucas write that and go, ah, they love each other? We, yeah. We've witnessed the writer writing themselves into a corner, yeah. is what that is. Because at first, fine. You you know you only <laughs> yeah. you only think I'm beautiful because you love me so much and okay that's cute no no it's because I'm so you, in love but then you keep going <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. that's like it's like three yeah. things too <laughs> much because yeah. even the like so clearly love has blinded you like in that moment Padme kind of is like okay that's kind of good it's a little joke but then Anakin's not like haha you got me it's just like well no that's that's not what I meant. Right. It's like, oh, he's too stupid for you, Padme. Run. Yeah. And then she run off that balcony. Yeah. But then she follows it up yeah. with another line of like, yeah. but it's probably true. And I'm like, wait, your joke is true. You knew you were joking, right? right? Yeah. yeah. I don't understand your mentality in this scene. She's, yeah. There is a there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Okay. Well, there. There is a, a great tool of any editor, is to know. Well, let me. <laughs> I only know this because I'm a better editor than I am a writer. <laughs> but the, the, I think one of the best things an editor can know is when to cut out of a scene. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think also is true for writers. Or when to cut a whole fucking scene. <laughs> yeah, when to cut a whole <laughs> fucking scene. <laughs> that scene didn't need to be there. I don't there. believe she's even brushing her hair. <laughs> <laughs> it is the worst it's business. Curly. <laughs> one of the worst business I've yeah. ever seen given to an actor. It, it, holding it and just yep. lightly. Yep. Well, because they curled her hair. She can't brush yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Why like, would she, why yeah. is she brushing her hair? Yeah. 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 It's business. So, just give her like HMU a harp person or something. Like, like, do not do something even that. worse. Like have her yeah. practicing the or flute knitting, or something. Knitting booties yeah. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Or just staring out again to the yeah. city. Yeah. Would, yeah. yeah, have her knitting like two sets of booties. He's yes. like, wait, why are there two sets of booties? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> two babies? Oh. Yeah. He wouldn't even get it. He no, wouldn't. yeah, he'd be like, oh, right, double warm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading somewhere along the way that the at some point in the making of the trilogy, Natalie Portman Realized what was going on and like gave up. 
just would come to set, do her do her thing, give the minimal effort, and go and get out of the. Gotta yeah, be this. It's movie. gotta be this one, right? It's gotta yeah. be. You see, yeah. you see this. She's scri- still trying in episode two. You get this script, and you're some, like, she's also just a great actor. So there's moments where you're like, oh, you are in this scene. I can see you. Yeah, I like see it, you, it Natalie. Cracks through, right? Yeah. yeah, but you, but the hairbrushings. That's one. And yeah. You just that's Limp just wrists. it's just the whole scene yeah. just. Terrible. That that like in my imagination, that scene is like she added a line to fuck with Hayden Christensen, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. He, and he tried really hard to stay in the scene yeah. and couldn't. This is their improv. Yeah. Oh my god! Yes. Went, oh shit! She's improving. Oh uh, no! Yeah. Yeah. That's not what no, I that's meant. A, yeah. Oh my god! That might actually be true. I yeah, hope it's that's true. What I, I hope. I hope that and she then, was like. Yeah. And then the editor was, editor was like, yeah. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. And George Lucas was like, no, it's a pretty good improv, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I love your George Lucas. <laughs> you just make your mouth as small as possible. Yeah. Just, you know, the, the sounds are hard to make. Come out. Oh. I'm sorry, George. That's not fair. I suck at a lot of things. Your kid was the best part of this movie, George Lucas. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, good, yeah, job. Yeah. Yeah. good job. Good yeah. job. I want to see that movie. Yeah. All right, guys. This has been a journey, and I have really enjoyed this. I really have. Uh, but how do we fix this? Could this could this as a movie kind of be fixed? Or, I mean, Tobin, do you feel the same way you've always felt? <laughs> burn it down. Yeah, I, I don't know that you need, we need to burn as much of this down. I think Matt makes a great point that this is still it, – it's one arc. It's one story. And we do get iconic moments that I really have wanted as a, as a – a Star Wars fan. I want to see how this stuff comes together. I just want to see how it comes together in more surprising, thought through, yeah. mm-hmm. character based ways. And so, yeah, I think I think a, a, a several more passes by another writer on this script would would get it there. I do think that, and in addition to my earlier idea of, of Pad, giving Padme more to do, if you had the idea that. Um, we haven't seen much of Anakin's training, right? So if you yeah. start this thing with him doing this rigorous, rigorous physical, mental uh, training, not just like, oh, I've been in the Clone Wars TV show, so I'm really good at all this <laughs> stuff and I have all these relationships now with these other characters. But he's really, really, you know, like grinding through some kind of, you know, meditation slash Jedi training thing. And that the, the movie is about him working under Yoda and, and Obi-Wan to sever his attachments. Mm-hmm. At the same time, he can't sever his tie to this woman that he loves like we're, we're, we would get to something there and I think it would begin to motivate the stuff that happens later on in the movie if at the same time she's like but I want to you know I love you I want to be part of your life and he's trying to you know detach himself from that but but none of that's done in the movie right. so I think three or four more passes by another writer or set of writers on this script and then don't let him change it <laughs> and go shoot it I think I think it would be I, th- I think I would enjoy it more than the other two movies sure Caitlin Oh, I have no idea. Because <laughs> I also, I think like you'd have to have the other two movies not exist. I think this movie, regardless yeah. of anything else, is so saddled by yeah. episodes one and two. Yeah. yeah, this is, I think, the best movie, possibly without. I, I think that's a good suggestion. But like, I think with what's been come before it, yeah. Yeah. how yeah. do you change right? this? Because it's yeah. also like, Hamstone. yeah, you, like it. Padme was the one that was like, no, we can't be together. I would never be satisfied with having it be a secret and all this stuff. And then that's what they do. Mm-hmm. And like, so like that, it, you mm-hmm. there's still so many just inconsistencies leading up to it that I don't know how to fix it. Um, oh my God. I have no idea how to fix it. I think that, that's, val- I think you're, yeah. Yeah. I think you're that's like, fair. you need to burn it down. Yeah. 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 Ex- I do think you could still have Padme die heroically. 
Yeah. And that would be rad. I think you. I think you're right. I think a subtle change, not a subtle. I think a, mm-hmm. a, a massive overhaul to Padme's arc. Yeah. In this yes. film, and that would make it. That would help would it a, help lot. a lot. I don't yeah. know if it would fix fix it, but I think that would help it a lot. That like she is a person who has agency and jobs. Like. In, She's a in her fucking past. queen. Yes. Like, like and one of the youngest queens ever. A planet, a city. I don't know how yeah. most of this works in Star Wars. <laughs> but yeah. she ruled a lot of stuff. She ruled yeah. queendom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, Who was also then a senator because queens are elected. Yeah. Something right. yeah. in there makes sense, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have, well, queen is like a president. Yeah. Really, like, and right. um, she had term limits. But yeah. Um, yeah, like give her a job and make her, like keep her badassness mm-hmm. is what. I want to happen. Excellent. Matt? Uh, my notes are pretty similar to you guys. I think more writers, more kind of reacting to the audience uh, reactions to the first two films. Like, at this point, George Lucas knew people hated episode one. He knew what the problems were with it that people saw. He knew, like, episode two maybe wasn't out by the time he started working on episode three. I don't know what like the thing was, but, like, You've got enough critiques out there mm-hmm. that you have to change your idea a little bit. I'm sure he had the full story written out before he started the three movies. And <laughs> the well, way it was going to... think, maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> He's like, I cut out Jar Jar Binks, guys. Yeah, he gets one want? line in this. Yeah. <laughs> he just says, excuse me, and then moves oh, on. Uh, but th- it's... Yeah, like I feel like maybe the Jar Jar thing is a sign that he scaled back something that he knew people hated. Yeah. But there's not enough in this that I feel like he listened to mm-hmm. people's criticisms of the earlier movies and it is a lot of fan service and I think it is a lot of him tying up his own loose ends which shouldn't be a thing because dude you made it like you're the one who created this you're the one who can change and rewrite all of this like mm-hmm. it's your power right. and you shouldn't be backing yourself into your like mm-hmm. I understand if like like okay look at J.J. Abrams and like Ryan Johnson now, it's like they're taking what Lucas left for them and constructing something out of it. Mm-hmm. And it's like they had the seeds there to work with and they had to figure out what's the next logical move. And I don't think George Lucas looked at, okay, what was the first logical thing before what we saw? And let's work from there. He just had some fun ideas and pieced them together right, right. and convenient ways yeah um and also yes cut out the yoda and palpatine fight because it makes no sense to have it in the movie whatsoever and unless there's... it's an ad for a chair <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well a, a, very briefly my biggest gripe with that scene besides it existing is <laughs> when they're fighting and throwing the senate things yoda oh, takes yeah. one and starts slowly spinning it and then throws it at him again Tell me why he spun it. Because it does might. not it's make like, the impact cool. worse. Yeah, just because it looked cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it just shows Yoda's strength in that yeah. moment. Like I can catch this, and I can make it spin real fast, and then throw it at you. But like nothing about him spinning that Senate chamber pod nope. makes it impactful. It didn't curve. It didn't have yeah. to like do anything <laughs> yeah. more impressive. Like it didn't slice anything in half it just like literally was like we're gonna spin this because it takes up 10 seconds of the film yeah. would have been cool if like they were caught like he was pushing it and Palpatine was pushing it and it started spinning and acting yeah. weird yeah. yeah if that was the, yeah. what was happening absolutely let it go but like that's not what was happening no, he just caught it and decided I'm gonna spin this and throw it back at him and yeah yep yeah so yeah my 
thing is kind of weird. I I really like the idea of giving Padme just a better arc. Totally. Like somebody coming in and yep. going, you yeah. can't do this to this character. This yeah. is really also, weird. Also, you're paying this actor way too much like, <laughs> yeah. for what you're for brushing her hair. Like yeah. she's a very talented well, actor. Well, like I think we talked about this earlier of like in the in the, I think episode 1 or 2 where like make this trilogy about her. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Make yeah. this from her perspective, so her point She's of so view. Cool. Like, if this is the story of Padme from queen to sacrificing mother, yeah. like, take the ideas we've come up with on right. all these She's episodes. She's a sacrificing queen. She puts yeah. herself in yeah. danger for her mm-hmm. people constantly. That's mm-hmm. a totally believable thing that yeah. she would sacrifice like, herself. Give us her point of view. Mm-hmm. And, like, not only... Because, I mean, I would like her to have any point of view in this film. But, like, let, yeah, let, us, none. <laughs> like, let us experience these stories from her point of view. I think one thing that I would – it's kind of clear to me, I think just because this movie is kind of enjoyable, that this is the story that Lucas has wanted to tell. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like he was like, well, i got to get these other two things out of the way. Mm-hmm. And then I can tell this is the one that everybody just wants to see. Just make one movie, dude. <laughs> well, I would say there's so much going on in this movie. You could take this story and break it up over three films and it's say it takes two or three years. Mm-hmm. As opposed to, which is more like the original trilogy. Yeah. It's just a couple yeah. of years, but you're focusing on the, you know, this important, you know, a couple of years in people's lives. I think that's a more interesting thing because you can almost jump into this one without seeing the other two. There's some stuff that happens, but all of that can be written out. Like you can yeah. write out the whole thing of him being the chosen one. Like you don't yeah. need that. Well, especially because the way this mm-hmm. one begins is very similar to the way episode one begins, yeah. where it's just two Jedi are on a mission. Mm-hmm. And it's like, if this is the first movie you see, like in episode one, we don't know who Qui-Gon is. We're right. just told through conversation, right. oh, right. that's Qui-Gon. I still don't quite know. Who no, <laughs> who knows? But uh, we get a little tease at the end of this film that oh, he might come Jesus. back in the movie that doesn't exist. But <laughs> if, if this if this is the first movie you're watching, like you said, it opens up on two ships that take a very long time to get where they're going. Uh, but we don't know who's piloting them at first. We mm-hmm. don't know who's in those ships. They're just flying. And then if it cuts to Obi-Wan and we see him talking, we're like, Oh, I think it's Obi-Wan Kenobi. And then it cuts to somebody else and he says like Anakin and we're like, oh, shit, that's Anakin. Mm-hmm. Like if that's our first introduction to Anakin of like he's a jet fighter, he's one of the best pilots I ever knew is like one of the things Obi-Wan mm-hmm. says about him. Mm-hmm. It's like we see him flying for the first mm-hmm. time. I believe him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's and, a great introduction. And rather than him being fast, be, being being the chosen one, he's been fast tracked. To, to on his way up the chain of yeah, Jedi yeah. and they could see him on the council one day yeah. and he shows all this promise. And because none of us care about what Anakin did when he was nine. Right, right, yeah. right. We care about how Anakin became Darth right. Vader. Right, right. I and mean, we, we want to see him fall. But yeah. like, honestly, being Darth Vader is the best thing this kid's ever done. Like, <laughs> so. Uh, apparently he became a badass after yeah. that. Yeah. 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 Instead of a sniveling little jerk. Right. Yeah. Petulant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but like, yeah, we want to see him fall. I guess the the trick here is that we say, the, like, I don't care about what he did when he was nine. No, I don't care about what he did when he was nine in The Phantom Menace. Mm. I think there is a story that could be told yeah. right, about but a I also, fucked yeah. up kid. Yeah, to be fair. That turns yeah. into this. Or a sweet little angel that got corrupted. Something. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, so we're coming back. We, there, there was a, a probably an audible cut there because we just had a very long, interesting conversation. That it is that I'm going to be releasing next week, uh, which I'm very excited about. But so tune in again for next week when our discussion about the prequels overall in terms of canon and not canon. So yeah, but now let's get into rating these things. Uh, well, this thing. 
Uh, I rate all of these films we watch on uh, categories like Storms. One, not too bad. Five could kill you. It's bad. So this is going to be a three, same as uh, Phantom Menace's category three. I I found it more entertaining, but it's still bad in a way that's like, this is not a good film in, in any way. Uh, but it wasn't as, it wasn't, I don't know, as much as angry as we seem to get about it at times. I didn't find it as, maybe I just didn't find it as boring as Attack of the Clones. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like, there was so much action happening mm-hmm. that the bad dialogue and bad characters didn't bother me as much as they did in Attack of the Clones. Um, I also think it's a better looking film than The Phantom Menace, just hands down. Mm-hmm. Um, still doesn't look like a movie, looks like a video <laughs> game. It's very we- flat and evenly lit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so many times I was like, just some moody lighting would help this scene so much. Yeah, I agree. Like the, That's okay. Yeah. We got contact lenses and hoods. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Matt, how do you rate this? Uh, I'm actually, I think what I rated episode two was three out of five uh, PMPs, Possessed Mushroom Puppets. Uh, and I think I'm going to rate this the same because that's my level of enjoyment scale out of five. Uh, and yeah, I enjoyed it. I did, I think, enjoyed it more than episode two in, as a watching experience, but I can't give this thing a four. So <laughs> it's like a 3.1 out of five, I think. <laughs> yeah. Caitlin? I rate these on one, I wish this film didn't exist, 10, I wish I wrote this film or made it. Um, and I think there's a lot of problems with it. Um, especially since my favorite character doesn't do anything but brush her hair and die. Um, That's so, like literally one of my notes. It was in my phone. It was like, Padme just brushes her hair and dies. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That's, that's, yeah, her that's whole, all you can that's write. That's her whole yeah. story. And so I loved in Phantom Menace, like how much I'm waiting for her reveal. And that pulls me through the story. Mm. But then I don't like, a, like this, There, like we start and there's an action scene. We're not starting with like two dudes getting off an elevator. So <laughs> they like, do get on one though. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to rate, I think I did Phantom Menace as a three and I'm going to do this as a three also. I t- hate the second one so <laughs> yeah. much. I think so, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Tobin. I have a scale called the Torgo scale, one to five Torgos, which is of bad movies. How much is there in there to recommend? Um, one being there's not, not zero being there's nothing to recommend to watch this movie. <laughs> five being there's some things to watch here. Um, this movie is better paced uh, than the previous movie. It looks better. Um, uh, it's it's uh, there's there are beats I really wanted to see that did play out in it. Um, but I give this one Torgo. Whoa! I cannot forgive it for what it did to Padme. I cannot forgive it for not thinking through how to do all of these things that needed to happen in more thoughtful, interesting, character-based ways. And it (laughs) makes me angrier and angrier the more that I think about it now, maybe it is because I did just watch uh, Force Awakens in between, and but 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 I but I can't do it. I I, I rated Phantom Menace two, uh, and I rated uh, two Torgos, and then I rated um, uh, Attack, of, uh, the Attack of the Clones one, and I this is also a one for me. Oof, yeah. This it's funny that you watched. Um... Force Awakens. Force Awakens. Thank you. I just want to call it Finn and Ray. Um, <laughs> That's fine. And so it's funny that you rated that, that you watched that one before because. After watching this one, yeah. I just was like, kept thinking, I'm like, God, I love Force Awakens. I really need to watch that. Like, I, there was no lasting scenes that hung with me <laughs> right, right. from this movie. Right. It just was like, oh, God, I really just like, yeah. I was like 
thinking about people falling off of falling out of windows and off of things. I was like, man, I just want to watch Han Solo die. Like that is what I was <laughs> right, craving because right. that's such a powerful right. scene. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Spoilers, and... sorry if you haven't seen Force Awakens. <laughs> well, you know yeah. what. You just listened to like two podcasts <laughs> yes. about, or, like three podcasts about Star Wars. Uh, hopefully you have seen all of them before <laughs> we ruin them for you. I was talking to a friend of mine who hasn't seen The Force Awakens. Just hasn't watched it yet? Yeah. She loves wow. Star Wars, but she's like, I saw Rogue One. I haven't seen The Force Awakens. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> so oh, I'm trying my to favorite, fix that. My favorite scene of all the scenes is in Force Awakens. I, the, the longer I know... Or the longer I'm with The Force Awakens, the more I really like and respect yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's kind of shocking to me. Rewatch it this week. Yeah, yeah. I got to rewatch yeah, it because yeah. uh, the last. Here Jedi. we come. Yeah, yeah. this yeah, is yeah, actually yeah. posting oh, after the last. Here, Jedi, here we but, went. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so <laughs> hopefully the last Jedi is good. We'll yeah. see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, now we will actually, Caitlin. What was your favorite scene? Oh, in when Force Awakens. In, yeah. Oh, when um, after Han dies and Rey and Leia hug. The two, yeah. the two yeah. most powerful women in the universe yep. see each other. All these, there's all this movement, right. and they see each other, and they are in the exact same place, feeling the exact. They know same what they thing. need. Yeah. Yep. What do you know? Characters, emotion. Yeah. Yep. Carrying scene to scene, and it's yeah. so heavy because you know these are the most powerful women in the universe. Yeah. Like, and they are just like so human yep. with yep. each other. Totally. Like, yeah, that's my favorite. Good call. It is now time to recommend something to get this horrible taste of Revenge of the Sith <laughs> out of our collective minds and mouths. That sounded weird. Um, <laughs> we have a collective mouth. <laughs> and the um, taste in our minds. Yeah, the taste in our minds. <laughs> That's our real bad mouths. canon now. Yeah. 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 Uh, Caitlin has requested that she go last. Yeah. So oh, I'm gonna, just because I have a, I have two. Yeah. Oh, what? Wow. Okay. So mm, breaking uh, the rules. I know. Wow. So Tobin, I'm going to ask you to go first. Okay. So I stole this idea from Caitlin. I <laughs> each each movie, I pick an actor in the movie who was not very well served by the movie and pick a better movie they were in. This time, I was going to go with Natalie Portman because she was so misused badly. Yeah. Um, but I think all of her best movies, people kind of know. So instead, I'm going to go with Ewan McGregor, who I think was underserved in this movie uh, compared to the last one. Good and beard, though. Good beard. Really good beard. Good <laughs> hair. Even yeah. coming out of the water, it's like. Hair stayed in the water, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm going to recommend um, Shallow Grave. Oh, yeah, 1994. This is a Danny Boyle movie. Um, also it, good hair, also good hair. <laughs> Three fl flatmates in London, I Belfast. I think it's Scotland. Europe. Oh, Scotland, yes, Edinburgh, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my god, I'm. My Scottish friends are going to kill me for that. Okay. Sorry. I haven't seen it in a couple of years. Okay. But. Any, anyway, three flatmates um, uh, are jokey, funny people. They end up with a guy who shows up in their place and dies and leaves a suitcase full of money. And they decide to keep it. And then <laughs> shit gets fucked up. It becomes yeah. like this Hitchcockian. There, Eventually people are killing each other. They, okay. they cut him up and bury him. Anyway, um, it's, it's, and Ewan McGregor is in it. It's, it's really, really, really good. So, Shallow Grave, 1994 with Ewan McGregor. Um, Christopher uh, Eccleston. Christopher Eccleston, yeah. Carrie Fox. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, it's so good. Written by John Hodge, who also wrote Trainspotting and directed by Danny Boyle. Go check it. There's a Criterion cool. DVD of it with some great extras mm. on it. Check it out. It is Danny right. Boyle's first film and it is still his favorite. Oh, is it really? Made. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. I think it's probably my favorite of his. That or Train Spotting. Yeah, I, I, but yeah, 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 depending on the day. Shallow yeah. Grave. Also, if you want really good Ewan McGregor hair, yeah, yeah. Holy <laughs> crap! Yep. That is some good Ewan McGregor. He's, hair. He's good. He's so oh, good. he's so good. <laughs> yeah. It's so nice to see him like served well. Yes, yes, yes. So anyway, Matt, <laughs> what's your uh, real good? My real good is another Disney property. 
Um, you say that sadly. The Fox yeah. and the Hound. No. Oh, sorry. oh God. <laughs> Todd, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> um, but uh, no, it's one that I've almost recommended for the other ones too, just because in thinking of prequels and thinking of like, are there any good prequels? Uh, the only one I can really come up with is Monsters University. Oh. As a good prequel good that I feel like lives up to the hype of the original and fills in those gaps in the story of how did these characters get from here to there really well and actually thought through. And so, yeah, I think I've like literally looked at the list of Wikipedia prequels before. <laughs> and out of all of them, the only one that I think I could actually recommend mm. is Monsters University. That's good. Cool. That's a good choice. Well done. Yeah, I like that. Um, I'm. This is going to feel like a cop out. And I Star Wars. It's the the Force Awakens. Mm. It's so good. I yeah. feel like you just you can go straight from Return of the Jedi to the Force Awakens, and it's a beautiful thing mm-hmm. to me. I I really love. It. I think the movie. I do agree with some of the detractors who say it's just a retelling of A New Hope. In a lot of ways, so is the Phantom Menace. So fuck off. Like it's there. It's like all the same beats are there, but instead we have wonderful characters mm-hmm. who are interesting, mysterious, fun. Um, it's like gritty again. It's, like, it's lived yeah. in. Mm-hmm. It's um, you know it, the the actors are so well served mm-hmm. by um, the material and the director. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's just it's a wonderful film. And I will defend that film to my grave. Like, okay. I think that is a it, 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 Tobin and I were talking about this once when Tobin and Tobin said it best when he just said that film is a heavy lift. Yeah. And to see what J.J. and Lawrence Kasdan did with that is incredible to me. And if you want a good Star Wars film, I think that's yeah. that's where you can go. If you especially if, if you didn't feel like the prequels felt like Star Wars, right. because yeah. The Force Awakens feels like Star mm-hmm. Wars. Yep, yep. So that's my pick. Yeah. Because like when you're craving that world yeah. you don't turn to the prequels I think a lot of people forget how funny the original trilogy mm-hmm. was I, I think that th- like yeah we did want dark but we also remember like The Empire Strikes Back which is thought of as a fairly dark film is also very funny mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and there's some weird jokes in it that are like would it help if I got out and pushed mm-hmm. like where does that joke come from yeah, yeah. because yeah, there's no, there's never been a vehicle yeah. in this universe that pushing has helped. Yeah, yeah. so but it works. Yeah. There is yeah. something about it that works because of his reaction, because of the acting, because of the acting and reacting, and the excellent direction. And I feel the same way about the Force Awakens. So, Caitlin, cool. what you got? Oh, we should have ended on that one. So good. I wanted to go last because I had two and I didn't want to steal, but. Um... So Natalie Portman, I stole this idea from Tobin. <laughs> uh... Where so my initial my immediate thought this is just like a fun enjoyable movie it's not like high art but thinking about Natalie Portman having a shitty boyfriend who gets her pregnant and then leaves her oh, yeah. is where I the heart is yeah, is this call. like really sweet wonderful movie and Natalie Portman is a quiet lovely fucking badass <laughs> like and she has her baby in a Walmart and just like figures shit out and like good things happen to her and bad things happen to her but she just like is always fully there and self-sacrificing for her child and just like a really great character and that's I'm like I know Natalie Portman can do it George Lucas <laughs> let her so that's just like a really fun like sweet movie and it was like an Oprah book list book. Mm-hmm. It's just like mm-hmm. that. That's exactly what you're getting when you read it, and then or watch it too. And then um, yesterday, I heard a podcast. Mm-hmm. 
a you stuff you missed in history podcast about Skellig Michael, which is where the very last scene of Force Awakens takes place in this tiny little mm. island. Oh yeah, yeah. Off Ireland. Of oh, Ireland. Yeah. yeah, and so just yesterday, as of recording this, uh, stuff you missed in history class, which is a podcast that I love, yeah. did an episode talking about that island, which oh, is cool. super rad, and it was a monastic island which makes sense that if you're a jedi that's where you would go so yeah. i was excited about that. that's where a good portion of uh, the last jedi will take place yeah 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 so that's yeah. awesome yeah Seems like it picks up right on that island supposedly we'll yeah. see we will uh, have seen we will yeah. have yeah. seen by the time you listen it was, to this it was good <laughs> hopefully yeah. I'm, I'm going God, thursday so. night it's canon yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> i'm going friday <laughs> afternoon yeah so uh thank you guys so much this has been this little mini series we did has been really <laughs> gratifying to me um, and allowed me yeah. to talk about my pain. Yeah. <laughs> but it has been really great to hear different perspectives on it and uh, different perspectives about how we even process Star Wars. Yeah, tune yeah. in next week for that. Yeah, there'll be a bonus yeah. podcast next week where we'll talk a little bit more about uh, what the canon of these Yeah, you think these means. episodes were nerdy. <laughs> Just you wait. Yes. We're about to get real nerdy. Uh, yeah. uh, Tobin, where can people find you? They can find me on Twitter at Tobin Addington, all one word. Um, also, I podcast with uh, a crew who makes a podcast called The Cinemakers. Right now we're doing those movies of Steven Soderbergh. Got a podcast coming out soon called The Contenders about movies written and, or sorry, um, directed by or starring tough, badass women. Um, and you can find us at uh, contenders underscore pod and uh, episodes will start launching in February. Very exciting. Caitlin. I'm Caitlin. I <laughs> am on Twitter as at Snarky Fern and everything else. I think I'm Kate Fernhoff. Um, and I have a podcast called You're Doing Just Fine, where I talk to successful people about their failures. And I also make SciShow and Holy Fucking Science. Yes, you do. Matt? Uh, uh, you can find me everywhere on the internet, at Matthew Gatos. And I don't think I've ever talked about what I do as a job. I just realized that you said everything <laughs> you do. I'm just at Matthew Gatos. Find me on the internet. But I also work for Complexly, and I help make the channel's explanations, animal wonders, and the financial diet. Yes, you do. Yep. I'm Nick Jenkins, and uh, I also work for Complexly. I am a producer on Crash Course and other things, and then I edit the Dear Hank and John podcast. And uh, if you want to follow us, you can go to at RealBadPod on Twitter, which is probably the best place to go. Just tweet at us. And, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this week. We'll have a little bonus podcast the week after, and it's going to be shorter. And then there's going to be, I think, one week or two weeks off because of Christmas and the New Year, I'm going to be in California and everybody's sort of scattering and it'll be nice. I've put a lot of work into this over the last six months. So <laughs> I'm doing a great rest. job. Yeah. So, great job. And this has been a marathon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This really has, but I have enjoyed every moment of it. So it has been great. We will see you guys in 2018. Until then, this has been Real Bad. Woo-hoo.